was you and Beth kept us together. When you girls left, you're just two lonely people in a big empty house. Nobody even pretend for. Your mom got a second chance, Haley, and she deserves to be happy. So do you. I don't think I deserve one. I miss you. I miss seeing your face in the stands when I win. Why don't you come anymore? I thought you were mad at me. Yeah, I am. I know. <laughs> We are gonna beat these pea-brained lizards. You and me. And like it when I was banging on the pipes. I think I can distract them if you can dive all the way under until you get to the stairs. Yeah, I can do it. You ready? I'm coming back for you, okay? You better. Christmas and welcome to the podcast at the intersection of faith and fear, where every week we discuss what scares us in order to find what saves us. This is the fear of God podcast speaking to you right now. And in an especially, I don't know, festive mood is one of your hosts, Nathan Rouse. And typically with me is fellow co-host Reed Lackey. And well, you know, guys, if I'm perfectly frank, I haven't heard from Reed in a minute, and the weather is getting a little frightful out where he's at. So I'm going to greet you guys, but know that while I am talking to you, I'm also looking for Reed at the same time, because now is not the time, and this is not the year to lose Reed to some dang inclement weather. In the meantime, allow me to welcome you. To the penultimate episode of our year-long umbrella series, 2020-2020. I can't believe it. We are, we're there, basically. We have been this year examining 20 films of the last 20 years in the year 2020. Today, we're looking at, oh my gosh, last year, 2019. That was just last year. We're, we're here. 
but I'm getting ahead of myself, everybody. And I'm also, it, I'm easily distractible and I'm trying to hunt for read at the same time. So, uh, here at the fear of God, we explore, we don't explain, um, except for right now when I am going to explain that you can listen to the fear of God at your nearest podcast platform. You can watch the fear of God on YouTube and you can browse the fear of God on the web at the fear of God podcast.com where you will find episode archives and merchandise, including cell phone cases, t-shirts, campaign buttons. If you still want those, turns out we might still need them. Face masks, magnets, pillows, read, Reed, I found you. Hey, buddy. Oh, Merry oh, Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, Come in okay. and know me better, you man. Are okay. I am. I am. I'm so glad you're okay. I was a little worried there. You were just you lost know what? amidst the rubble. <laughs> there's hmm. been there's been a lot going on. Yeah. The rubble <laughs> of the year is what I meant. Yes, it's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. It's true. But you know what? It's it's happy. Uh, YouTube listener or YouTube viewers will see that I'm wearing my my Toy Story aliens with the Santa, you know, the ooh, ooh, I like that. ooh, yes. And and you know what? I am drinking Meanwhile, I'm wearing us. You know, that's yeah kind of always what fun. We should be doing what? I, huh? Wow. That memo. <laughs> wow. Oh, my god. What gosh. are you drinking out of that tankard? So this is a Harry Potter. Um, like, okay. This, yeah. this is a Harry Potter Orb. cauldron. Yes. Yes. The and, cauldron. Yes. Um, and I am drinking hot. Did you pull your name out of it? Hot apple cider. Oh, no. I put my name mm. into it. Because mm, that's yes, the proper that's reference. Zing! Rita's <laughs> coming uh, in hot no, with the so, heat checks. So the uh, no, it's it's hot apple cider spiked with a little bit of mm. butterscotch snops. Butterscotch uh, Butter, clearly butterscotch, it is already taking yeah. effect. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, it's just a hard thing to say. Butterscotch schnapps. Butterscotch. Yeah. Butters, butterscotch schnapps. I'm having the apple cider with the first hugger and the xenomorphs and the butterscotch schnapps. Oh, I'm having man. some Baileys. A little Ooh. bit of wait, look. Cheers. So, cheers. cheers, Reed. Cheers. It's the end of the year. Happy almost. Christmas. Happy yes, Christmas. Happy Christmas. Man. You can tell we're only recording one episode <laughs> because we both have our adult beverage in hand and ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> we're not trying to be like, okay, quick, 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 right, quick. right. Oh man, trusting I, we don't have four hours of I get, recording. Right, answer. right. I got to tell you though, um, I got. I got a little, I didn't expect to say this, but um, I got a little emotional in a really good way mm. putting up the Christmas tree this year. It was, yeah. we, put, we put on music as we typically do, and, and usually our tradition is we, we, put up, we put up the tree and we'll play some music in the background while we do so. This year, our son was able to get a smaller tree for his room. That he nice. picked out, and he decked out the ornaments for it and everything. And then usually once the tree is up, you know, we, we also hang some lights in the room, uh, some green lights just to create, you know, a little right. bit more festivity. And then sit down and, and usually watch like a short cartoon or something. Usually these days on Disney Plus, uh, you know, or like a Disney cartoon like Pluto's sure. Christmas Tree or Mickey's Christmas Carol or something like that. And it's just, and the whole experience just got me in a really good way. It just got me very emotional you know, teared up a little bit it was sweet it was i very sweet. i feel like i can sort of echo that sentiment a little bit because one it's been a year man oh, it has, God, been, has it been a, a year. year yeah and two sadly um for covid related purposes we are not doing the birth this year my christmas show and so that mm-hmm. has had me a little you know morose but a little melancholy but there has been something particularly sweet and special about the decorating this year and just 
uh, in a way that, that in previous years, I'll phrase it that way in previous years that has felt more, um, um, you know, you're checking the box. Okay. We got to get the decorations right. out. Uh, right. Okay. We're here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now Nathan's going to do the play or whatever this year, given the, the sort of year it's been just, you know, we, we, we added a bit more to our decoration repertoire. Um, you know, we, we've just done it up a little bit more and it's, it has yeah. been a little sweeter for it. At least that's how I've experienced it. And listen to this. You'll love this. So, mm. so a few months back, I, uh, coerced my wife into letting me get the Apple home pod, which is just their little smart speaker thing. Oh, it's like, like their version you know, of Alexa or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, well, it. well, Alexa and Siri are, are counterparts more oh, like their okay. version of, um, you know, the echo or whatever it's called. Oh, okay. Um, Understood. Yeah. The device itself. Right. Well, you can. I just learned this the other day. So lately, I love getting up. Uh, our our youngest child, when she gets out of bed, is kind of a you just throw a dart. You have no clue mm. when it's exactly going to happen. Sure, but you sure. can guess. You can guesstimate it. And I really crave those fifteen or twenty minutes before she gets up. So mm. I will get up mm. mm-hmm. to be in the quiet and the Christmas trees on. Well, I just discovered on the HomePod that you can automate music for a time to read the night before i mean this is just what i do in general these days is i'll prep coffee the night before i don't know if you're a coffee drinker but my Mm. task maritally is to prep the coffee the night before so that it's brewing when we get out of bed well i have i have added to it that now when i come downstairs at 6 45 in the morning not only is the coffee mid-brew thus about to be pourable but also the Vince Garaldi trio, a Charlie mm-hmm. Brown Christmas has begun playing. Mm-hmm. Can I just come down to light lights and that Christmas lights that is, and that's happening in the kitchen. I'm like, Oh my God, this thank you the- Jesus for being born. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for so much, but most especially and, and for this. Like, yes. Yes. And there's like 15 minutes of just that. It's not long. Oh, Sometimes it's not no. long enough. Sometimes I'm mad when it's over, but you're just like, wow. Just, just these t- there's these 10 How wonderful. Oh my gosh. My coffee. And the Charlie Brown Christmas music going. Oh. Uh, you know, I know something funny. See, you didn't know we were get you. You didn't know no. we were bring up Christmas. Mm-mm. You you mentioned or I mentioned YouTube a minute ago. Yeah, this is really this is a really funny read. So it's a just fun little anecdote. Um, I've gotten really good about my behavior on social media the last few years. You've been well. You've been good. I have. I've been better, but <laughs> big asterisk here. <laughs> uh, but there's one high school peer, whom which of course you know. <laughs> No story is going to end well that starts with, so this high school peer <laughs> this on social media said peer. X. Right, right, right. Not so, my current friend. This high school yeah, peer. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Not high school aged peer, but a sure. peer I had in high school. Right, right. That's even worse. Take yeah. note. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. So um, I've, I've taken to needling a little bit in good humor uh, some of the things she posts. And so just today. <laughs> this has gone on for about a week. She'll post something. Frankly, it's a bit absurd. Uh, and so I'll, I'll, wee, wee, oh know, boy, poke oh a little bit, boy. but it's, you know, I don't, I don't take it overly serious. Um, but, uh, just today she was like, there you are, Nathan, with your two cents, you should start a podcast or something. And I said, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got the receipts. <laughs> so, oh, oh yeah, I just linked to the show and I was like, bam. <laughs> Show me another one. <laughs> she was like, "Oh, oh, movies." I meant politics. I was like, "No, thank you. <laughs> I am not. 
gonna do that. Uh, I I can get well, I can exercise those demons on this show. Wow, um, that's brilliant. speaking of demons. Let's get to business time. Um, <laughs> let's do that. Let's do that. Let's get the business great. out of the way. I'm so excited because oh my god, we have a treat. Uh, mm. I hope it works out because it could be a bit of an unwieldy mess. Please God. <laughs> but, <laughs> next so so this is our christmas episode this it's, is it you know it's just you it's and me crawl i don't know i can't i can't <laughs> i can't tease a meaning christmas yeah 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 <laughs> that's um, 2020 christmas for sure oh damn <laughs> um <laughs> but uh so next week is our kind of new year's episode it's our last episode yes. of the year it is our last episode of the year. It's our last episode of 2020, 2020. Mm-hmm. I'll let you announce what we're watching at the end of it. Great. But read. We are having the first ever Fear of God staff New Year's Eve party episode. I'm so excited. We are going to have. It's going to be great. Uh, if, it, if it all works out, there's going to be like seven or eight of us. It's going to be Dude, a bit of a beast. Yeah. So, if, But it's going to be fun. It, it'll be a, a good time. It'll be a blast. I got to figure it out. <laughs> yes. All right. So, I'm excited. So uh, next week, everyone. Uh, Please listen to that episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be the Fear of God New Year's Eve staff party mm. uh, covering covering our final film. Absolutely. What you got, Riri? So um, we, we've had some recent uh, increased activities. A couple of people have taken our advice and chimed in and joined the Fear of God Facebook discussion group. So please, uh, by all means, uh, particularly with relevance, because in January... We are going to be taking uh, a, a little month break from our regularly scheduled content. Usually, we put some little surprises in your feed um, that hopefully you enjoy, but um, regular episodes will pause just for the month of January uh, while we take a bit of an end-of-year break. And then um, during that time, we want you guys to still be able to speak with one another and interact and, hey, what are you watching and what cool things are happening? So uh, come over to Facebook and join the Fear of God Facebook discussion group. There's lots of great people over there. Most of the content revolves around people sharing recommendations, funny, quirky stories, fun links to, you know, little quirky horror themed things. Um, but uh, yes, it's, it's a good place filled with wonderful people and you should come and be a part of it. So the Fear of God Facebook yeah, group. Fear of God podcast group um, yes. on Facebook. Um, I did recently, I don't think you would know this or catch this, but I did recently add some questions that you have to answer to get into the Facebook group, just because sometimes Facebook is, is Facebook. So every now and then mm. and, and ask will happen. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Is this, you this might be a real person. You might real, be an right. algorithm. Yeah. yeah you yeah. a bot. Yeah. Hey, you a bot, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so that's the question is, Hey, you a bot. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not really the question, but there are yeah. a couple of questions now to get into it, but they're real easy and fun. Awesome. Um, last bit of business for our, Next to last bit of business time is come on, y'all. Leave a review. Come on. It's Christmas. <laughs> you generous spirit. What? <laughs> I'm just saying we've asked for this for like four weeks. And I remember when we when we started Ain't asking. Doing it. No, when we started asking, we were like, hey, we're only two more. And like here we're creeping yeah. by. We're still sitting oh. as of this recording. Oh, well. Like, no, nope. we're just we're crawling to 80. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. Two people. Two people. If there's two of you out there that listen to yeah, us through Apple two, Podcasts two, and have send not. us. I'm trying to get in televangelist mode. Two people out there. <laughs> two yeah. people. I know you're out there listening. Oh, you, sir. Man. 
please. So, yeah, leave us a review. Leave, I mean, or don't, you know, whatever. <laughs> we can tell. Um, <laughs> but it'd be nice. It'd be nice to hit 80 before the, before the end of the year. It would it'd be, be nice great. to hit 79 before the end of the year, sure, just that's to be true. real frank that's at this true. point. Yeah, um, indeed. So, yeah, leave us a review. Uh, read. So, next week, that's business time, by the way. That's business time. Next yeah. next week, we've got a slew of guests. It's insane. Um, yes. But, you know. Well. We've got. What? I'm going to I'm going to intercept because I think were you about okay. to were you about to inter- interject? Yes, intercept okay. your thought and interject mm-hmm. with mine. Okay. So right. um uh you were I think about to introduce a guest I, that is a, a frequent recurring but I would I like to I thought I might. I would like to do You have now intercepted I have, in favor of an interjection. And, and interject. Okay. Yes. I would like to do two things. One you didn't okay. know about, one you did and have forgotten it needs to go now. So okay. uh, so, <laughs> so the thing oh, you Happy New Year. Happy Merry Christmas. Happy all happy Merry whatever. Um so uh yes, yeah, so the thing you did not know about is I just wanted to share like uh, my mother-in-law, who uh, frequently okay. sort of stumbles upon cute little trinkets, um, she sure. got as she mother-in-laws got little, do. Yes, she got this little thing that she thought might be fun, and it's just a it's just a box. It's this YouTube <laughs> YouTubers can see, but it's just I got a rock. <laughs> I got a rock, um, but it's just this little box, and it's Christmas movie and TV trivia. And oh, that's fun. I, I know. And so I was like, you know what? Th- there's, uh, I'm not going to read all hundred questions. Ain't nobody got time for that. But I was like, let's do two or three right now. It's going to take like, you know, three, right. three minutes for so us clarify, to clarify. Just... Is it about Christmas movies or it's Christmas questions related? I, yeah. I'm it's, it's now. trivia questions surrounding Christmas movie and TV. And so I'm just Bailey's down. Okay. <laughs> like, okay, here we go. You, you love you some trivial pursuit. So, so I'm just gonna, all right. So I'm just going to pick a card at random. See, there are all these just the, these little cards. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, I'm going to cover the answer myself, and then we will see just based on you know what okay. the, you know. I'm going to try my best to 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 guess myself, and then oh wow, this is going to start with one that I just had never even heard of. So we're going to move to a different one. Well, maybe I had. I doubt you've heard of the Christmas film okay. John Doe, but um, is that the Denzel movie. I don't think so. I think that's John Q. Okay, here we go. <laughs> oh, we're who, who, is, who is the star okay. of the Tim Burton film, The Nightmare Before Christmas? Is it Charlie okay. Claus, Krampus, or Jack Skellington? Uh, pass. <laughs> I am the Pumpkin King. That's right. Oh, here's a, here's a fun one. What's the name of the film where a boy who has a bad Christmas ends up accidentally summoning a festive demon to his family home? Krampus. That's correct. The multiple choice uh, gave the option Dark Santa, which I decided not to read. But, oh, oh, huh. what present did Harry Potter receive from Hagrid in his first Christmas at Hogwarts? I have multiple choice oh, if you need it. no. Yes, please do. The okay, multiple choice. choice is a magical Christmas. Did you know Christmas, it without it? Uh, I'm going to see if I do. A magical Christmas pudding, a flying carpet, no. or a no. rough cut wooden flute. Wait. What? Yeah, did he receive from there's no, Hagrid? Okay, there's no magic carpet, so B is yes. gone. A magical I Christmas pudding. I don't think pudding, there's a flute. Okay, or a rough cut then. wooden flute. It's not a flute. Okay, it it is a flute though. That is the answer. What? No, <laughs> it's a flute. Like no, yeah. no. I've been lied. Fail. <laughs> I've been lied what? to. Okay. <laughs> This this for particular our, our listeners right now. This Sorry, is why I want to do heads. this. No, it, our, our listeners right now are listening along and either you know like yelling in glee that they know yeah, the answer yeah, yeah. or whatever. Okay, so we'll do two more and then we'll move on. Okay, so this one in 1984 Christmas horror film, 
Silent Night, Deadly Night. Now I haven't seen this. I know. Okay. So, but you can guess what it was about with multiple choice questions. Okay. So, okay. so what was Silent Night, Deadly Night about? Was it about A, an insane young man dressed in a Santa suit, B, a band of killer Nazi elves, or C, oh. Rudolph and his reindeers have rabies and go out of control on Christmas Eve? I'm going to guess A. You would guess correctly. It is about an okay. insane young man dressed in a Santa suit. Okay, I'm going to pick a card at random from the middle. And, of course. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what was the name of the Christmas film starring Hulk Hogan? <laughs> was it? Oh, my gosh. Was it Merrily Wrestling All the Way, A Headlock Christmas Carol, or Santa with Muscles? <laughs> Do you know this? I do. <laughs> of course you do. I've seen it. <laughs> well, what is it? <laughs> of course you have. What is it? Headlock? It's, headlock the... No, no. It's Santa with muscles. <laughs> Which is the... It's not it's even like the least. I know. It's like the yeah, laziest yeah. title. <laughs> it's Santa with muscles. Oh, in the anyway. writer's room. What about uh, Santa with muscles? Uh, yeah. So anyway, huge thank you to my beloved... Come but on, the, one more. You, you're going to leave us on Oh, Santa you're going to leave muscles? us on Santa with muscles? Okay, all right, fine. One that more. That ain't right. That ain't right. Damn, all boy. Right, all right. Damn, boy. Okay, ooh, all right. So here, here we go. All right. What is written on the jumper of a dead terrorist in Die Hard? Does, it, it. does it say, boom, boom, Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> That's Will Smith's <laughs> rap album. <laughs> does it say now i have a machine gun ho 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 or does it say blow me away it's christmas on on a on a dead terrorist in die hard visualize the moment which which i am i am in the camp that die hard is absolutely a christmas movie but so you say so you say A, it's boom 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 Christmas. the gas tank. Boom boom. No, in in point of fact, I'm gonna do my best. I'm gonna do my best Hans Gruber impression. Shout out and pour a cold one out for oh Severus Snape, but Alan Rickman. He says, "Now I have a machine gun." Ho, ho, ho. That's pretty good. That is the and that is what is written on that. Uh, so well, yeah, it's really delightful. I figured that's what you were saying. Yes, I don't like failing at games. It's okay though. It's not it's okay. my. It's it's fun. It's fun. I don't, I don't enjoy that. I love it. I love it so much. So the, that, that was, was the first fun thing. though. Yes. I, I hate that the one I might have gotten with knowledge I failed because <laughs> I was like a flute. <laughs> Harry doesn't have a flute. <laughs> you're a flute. you're a wizard, you're a Harry. Harry. <laughs> 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 He's off at the Hogwarts Conservatory. <laughs> yeah, <I'm flat. laughs> what a boring movie. <laughs> I've got a wand, it's a flute. It's been oh. seven years to make yeah. first chair. That's all he does. <laughs> Voldemort is just a rival floutist. <laughs> and that's the end. Let's they're, finish this they're how like we wand, started, Tom. The wand battle together. is just like... <laughs> <laughs> Peter and the wolf, you know, rap. it's their version of a rap battle, but it's Peter and 
Oh, oh Merry Christmas. Man. Oh, Merry Christmas. Okay, so the other <laughs> thing, so that was the thing you didn't know about. I just sprung a surprise on you. Thank you again to my mother-in-law for all of those delightful laughs. Yes. Um uh the other thing is uh you know, we ha- we haven't done it for a couple of weeks. So I, I, it'd be great if we did a a watching, reading, listening to. Oh, that would be is that now? wonderful. Is that, that now? That's what you did know about, I'm but just, you just didn't. You just, I'm just, I'm along for the journey, Reed. Sure, that's sure, sure. How I roll. Well, the good news is that we do have some guests for that. What you watching? What you reading? What you listening to? Excellent, excellent island family. Awesome. <clears throat> now we need our our fog and flautists to, <laughs> to send in a tune. <laughs> don't don't shoot your schnapps. <laughs> I just I taking a drink at the wrong moment. For I, that know, one. I, know. I just visualized Ooh. Voldemort yeah. and and Harry. Yeah. Doing the yeah. flute battle like some sort and of weird the devil of went Hogwarts, down to Georgia thing, you know. <laughs> oh Lord have mercy! All right, so <sighs> Reed, yes. I just gotta, I just gotta mention it, and then we can <clears throat> move on to other things. But oh, sure, uh, sure. Literally, literally, in the last four hours previous sure. to our recording, Disney Ooh. was doing a massive dump on the internet. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's not you, you use that word, but I do not think it means. <laughs> anyway, yeah, they just well, they just released a, a cavalcade of information. Um, True, and the latter and last part of which, because they're savvy, because they're Disney uh, and they own just everything, uh, was their Marvel rundown. And oh. good night. You know, twenty twenty has been a lackluster media year as far as our. Our big tent productions go. Right. Uh, right. But um, starting in January, we've got like six straight months of Marvel TV, and I am here for it. WandaVision Man. looks nuts. Loki looks nuts. Uh, Cap Winter Soldier looks good. You know, and then there's possibly, oh, and What If? You really ought to watch the trailer for What If. Oh, really? It looks amazing. Okay. It yeah. looks amazing. I was very um, curious about that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Animated. Uh, animated series um the animation style is pretty awesome uh this is no spoiler it's it's right there in the trailer but like one of them is what if t'challa was star lord got got taken by yondu wow Um, you know another one that's in the in the press footage is what if peggy carter got the super soldier serum so stuff like that super cool that's Uh, awesome alt takes on the stories we already know and love. Uh, so pretty excited about that. And then possibly, I guess films, but the films that are slated to release are Shang-Chi and black widow for next year. Uh, maybe eternals. Anyway, huge MCU stuff coming. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's going to be a big 2021. So that's, I, I wanted to touch on that at least in brief. Um, you've got a trailer. Yeah. Well, actually, I mean, we if, both if you watched w- it, but yeah, 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 yeah. But if, uh, if you wouldn't mind, so I wasn't, uh, I wasn't prepared for how energized I would be by it. Literally like in our, in our thread, our good buddy Andy, frequent guest on the show, um, had chimed in and had shared something, you know, had shared a fun bit of 
you know, pop culture news with you uh, that was relative to a Marvel upcoming Marvel film. And then on <laughs> right after it, he shared and he specifically referenced me. He was like, breathe it in, Reed, like just take it in. And it was the trailer for season three of Cobra Kai, which I knew was going to be coming and I felt would be coming soon. But I was just not prepared for like, oh, I got got to the trailer and like. It's super exciting. I was so energized. I love where they seem to be taking the show. Uh, it's a I really mean, well put together sh- trailer. I, I didn't see them, uh, you know, getting Hillary Swank in the mix. I mean, I didn't either. I don't know what trailer you saw, but <laughs> <laughs> so, no, no. But but in seriousness, I did. I, I was thrown. I mean, they they're bringing in the Karate Kid two characters. Yes, Chosen uh, uh, from uh, Karate awesome. Kid two. Yeah, he was the the main villain. And also the love interest makes, you know, a, a, an appearance. Well, it's two it's, different characters. They are two different characters. Yes. <laughs> um, but, but yes. Yeah, so Karate Kid Part Two is now going to play a, a, presumably a pretty pivotal role in the new season. Uh, and, and Johnny and Daniel are going to be teaming up and it's just, yeah, oh it's like God. an old fashioned Marvel team up. Oh man, it's going to be, it looks really, really cool. So I was just very energized by it. it we've sung the praises of Cobra Kai on this show. Uh, if you are into it and, and, the show drops in the season three drops, I think January 8th. So, uh, yeah, go check out the trailer. My it's anniversary is January 10th. What do you know? Oh, that's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah. But these are like previews of coming attractions. Have you actually engaged yeah. in like something that you want to talk about, recommend? Mention, um, I have. Is there anything you want me to talk about? I've actually been consuming a good bit lately. Actually. See, I have too. I'm going to have to like trim it down. I've got, I've got like two things I'll mention, you know, one, just like go the brief, you know, thing. I'll, I'll name this one. There's, so I'll hit. I'll just mention one, and whether I recommend it or not, it actually technically isn't out yet, so I don't know if I can say much. But I did watch News of the World with my wife last night, new Paul Greengrass with Tom Hanks, and found myself rather rather invested and moved by it in a way that I actually didn't think I would be. So so That's definitely awesome. would suggest folks checking that out. Uh, it releases uh, Christmas Day, but I don't know if that's strictly to theaters or not. But I did strictly to theaters. Uh, something, I, <clears throat> something I can talk openly about at least that i'm aware of because it is readily available is um you know what i don't know who directed this but the nest with jude law and carrie coon oh i had heard of it as actually i think dave courtney uh, yes, through the facebook yes. group had had pitched, dave yeah yep. had pitched it um but Canadian i seen fogger. It they're the best <laughs> they, um we love our all Canadian the foggers yes. are the best they're all but, wonderful uh great flick i mean mm. it's it's on a frequency. So like, okay. you don't come to it. It's Dave referenced this and this is easy to see in it. And in fact, I was listening to a podcast today that was talking about this movie just ancillarily, ancillarily. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, to the side. Sure. Um, that the director was heavily inspired by seventies kind of horror thrillers, which oh, makes wow. a lot of sense when you watch it Okay, because it is sure. not in any textual way, a horror movie. But it okay. is very much in the spirit of kind of a, it's got a very kind of period English countryside haunted house energy about it. Okay. Like, nice. Like, All right. Again, not there. It is not categorically horror or even really thriller, except maybe in the marital sense. Um, okay. Got it. It would, got it, it would, it would slot well into our possible upcoming series on spousal horror or, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to think of some names for that series. I don't know yet, but you just, you know, the gift left off. Yes, sure, sure, sure. 
You left off the cliff like and it. you just didn't have yeah, a landing. Yeah, I had no. You had nothing. no landing oh, got, strategy. You were just like, no, we're just going to Well, gonna, what's funny is I did happens. have one I listed to Dave online. And I can't remember what it was now because Bailey's. Oh, but, um, And Nathan. <laughs> uh, but that said, the nest is really good. Um, I mean, it's, it's come on. It's Carrie Coon and Jude Law in a marriage breakdown movie. So, like, you're bound for some awesome Merry performance Christmas. fireworks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, no, I funny. am very, I am very curious about that one. I haven't seen, you know, big fan of both of those performers. So I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to check that out whenever I get to. Um, I actually, so it's funny because I've, I've been reading a lot and I'll just, Good I'm not even going to, I'm, I'm not even going to, you know, speak in detail about the, but like I've been reading some really heavy stuff. I've been reading like yeah. Ezra Klein's book, Why We're Polarized, nice. JD nice. Vance's book, Hillbilly Elegy. You know, I've uh, been reading, I I've read, heard nothing good about the movie. I've heard nothing good about the movie either. I haven't seen the movie, like, but the book like, was good. In fact, most of what I've heard is aggressively yes. anti the movie. I, abs- absolutely. And given the compassion with which the book is written, I can understand how it would be easy to make. Again, I haven't seen the film, but sure. I can understand how it would be really easy to take this story, remove it from the compassion with which Vance writes, and find yourself with a, a rough, problematic caricature kind of kind of atmosphere but you know we'll do you again, are you enjoying it. uh the ezra klein book i do enjoy his I, podcast i finished it and i okay i cannot recommend it highly enough for people who are interested in the social dynamics of what brought us here it is brilliantly you researched know, i thought of you recently because let me see if i can find this real quick uh, Meacham that you referenced to us recently. Oh, John Meacham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On uh, for his was, yeah, that was the other one that I was going to mention. Was the um, I had mentioned it earlier on a, a previous one, but I finished. I saw him. I saw him referenced in some other book I was perusing recently. I can't recall exactly what it was, but I was like, I think that's who Reed was referring to. Yes, John Meacham's uh, American Gospel. So yeah, so I've been reading a lot of things that are you know a, a bit on the heavier side. I wanted. To kind of mention them, I recommend everything that I just mentioned. I also read Brene Brown's book, Dare to Lead, which was really inspiring. Good for and you. Yeah, it was great. I it love old Brene. Um, and so, uh, but but then. That wasn't me being, that, I'm sorry, that wasn't me being condescending. I'm actually congratulating. Oh, no, I know. No, no, no. Like uh, you, you pointed me towards Brene Brown's work, and, and she has been tremendously helpful and inspiring and uplifting. And so I thank, I thank you for that. Um, but no, in the, in the spirit of like, uh, Christmas things, this is much, this is not brainy at all. Uh, my specific thing is I was going to mention the two major Netflix Christmas holiday offerings that I, uh, referenced. I mm. won't talk at length about either one of them, but just mention in passing, um, uh, I did see Christmas Chronicles too. Uh, I was a, a, a fan, a pretty big fan of the first one. Um, the second one is lesser so, but I still really enjoyed it. Um, I'll speak more to that in a second. And then the other one that I watched is one that I know you've also seen, which was Jingle Jangle, um, mm-hmm. which was an original story. I'd, I'd never quite seen anything like it. But what I will say about the Christmas Chronicles movie, because I, I don't think that they're well beloved by people with, you know, sort of more critical eyes. Um, like they are, they are. They are Christmas movies and they're whimsical Santa Claus stories. Um, I really thoroughly enjoy. I, I, there's something charming to me about watching, especially in Christmas Chronicles 2. Those who saw Christmas Chronicles 1 will know that Kurt Russell, who plays Santa Claus, at the end, he goes home to the North Pole 
Mrs. Claus comes in and brings food and whatever, and it is revealed to be Goldie Hawn, which was really cute and a wonderful yeah, little cute. Yeah, a wonderful little cameo. Well, in Christmas Chronicles two, they're both in it, and they both have substantive, you know, uh, things to do within the story. Um, but I just I, I I love the charm of those films. There is something uh, just a bit lighthearted and upbeat about them. Uh, they're not the kind of thing that if you're looking for some really thought provoking kind of Christmas story, you're not going to find that in these. But they're just they're they're heartwarming and they're fun and they're silly in all the ways that I really enjoy and appreciate about the holiday. So I really love those. Um, but then uh, pivoting away from that, what I love so much about Jingle Jangle. And I had said this to some friends, including yourself, that I had, uh, when I recommended it, I said, it's really difficult to find Christmas-based whimsical stories that are not centered around Santa Claus. If it's a Christmas story, it's probably going to be like a, a drama, sort of a, a, you know, an earthy drama. It might be of some adaptation of A Christmas Carol or some like version of it. Um, or if it's whimsical at all, it's going to be about Santa Claus. Jingle Jangle is very whimsical, but Santa does not play any part. And it's a musical, and it's energetic. One thing I will say is is you you feel the length a bit as you're making your way through it. Um, but I found it very uplifting, and I found it really different and quite original uh, with some really touching and moving songs. And I highly, highly recommend uh, Jingle Jangle for your holiday you know, outing, if you will, if you're looking for something new and fun and different. So those are, yeah. those are my recommendations. I've seen neither of the, neither CC one nor CC two. Oh, um, I did watch jingle jangle. Uh, yeah, I think when it is good, it is fantastic. Uh, it's highly innovative. Um, just fun. Yeah. Um, I do think it could have benefited from probably about 15 to 20 minutes cut out. Just, I'm not saying something real specific, just it, it does to me drag a good bit, sure, uh, at sure. certain spots, but it's yeah. highly innovative, amazingly rendered. There's some animated sequences that are really lovely. Um, just a fun, I, I'm with you. It's fun. Yeah. I yeah, like it. Absolutely. Um, and that has been our sort of your Christmas, my just sort of sad, uh, <laughs> what you're watching and take us out Island crew. What you watching, what you reading, what you listening to. Nice. Nice. Yeah. See, I mentioned, I obliquely mentioned, I directly mentioned, but just didn't say who they were, uh, high school peer earlier. Chase and I, uh, Chase Island, who is the patriarch of the clan you just heard sing, uh, mm-hmm. and I went to middle school together. That's Whoa! How far Long back, back friendship. Goes. Long cool. time. But, Reed, we got a lot to get through today. Um, we we're going we're gonna to crawl our way uh, uh, around <laughs> here. But <clears throat> next week, we've got a just a Santa's bag full of guests. Um, today, we've got... Our, our our penultimate appearance, sadly, until you know we do some other sort of list based series of Lackey the Listicle, my occasionally listless list making Lackey. Ho 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 ho! Hi everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you I know what I love? This little elf on the shelf Lackey that's just like. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, one other, one other little, uh, uh, fun note pitch for the Facebook group. Uh, I love how, I can't remember if it was last week or, or a couple of weeks. No, it was a couple of weeks ago. 
uh, where I had brought up, I was like, what is this? Is this the antepenultimate or whatever it is? And like two mm, people on the Facebook mm. group, particularly Vera, posted like the video where I had heard the word pre-antepenultimate but could not conjure it. And so uh, I love our I love our Facebook fans. They're, they're yeah, always they, like, yep, yeah, here it is. They're always like, you were wrong. <laughs> they do not have that spirit, though. Know, they, they like, no, no, they like give I, it I with know, a little but... wink and a bow on it saying like, here you go. What's really what funny, looking for. and you know this. What's really funny is, you know, we record these in a bit of a disjointed kind of release schedule. It's like, you know, right, two weeks ago right, we recorded right, right. for this one. So actually, I think it was Jacob saying, and hopefully I'm correct here, uh, but this most recent one within, I mean, it was like, I don't know, 8 a.m. Eastern time. Oh, he wow. was like the passive defender and references that. And I was like, oh. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So great. He listened to that quick. That's and so great. I guess that's this episode, isn't it? <laughs> the one they released. Uh, so, yes, oh, I do awesome. love our our foggers as well. They're great folks. So, speaking of foggers, lack okay. of listicle. Yes. So, this is the. Oh, uh, yeah. We got to look at this list. Yeah. So, this is the top 10 listener voted horror films of 2019. Now, I have to make a special notation. This is entirely my fault. This is all my Uh-oh. fault. Blame Uh-oh. only me. So I when I'm Usually building, Nathan, as you know, like Nathan just said passively that the, he doesn't look at the list. He, he kind of depends on me to put together the surveys to, you know, gather the nominees and then he posts them to our website and, and do all of that fun, good stuff. So, and listeners, you depend on me to put all of the nominees <laughs> in there, but there is a very big, very important, very glaring omission from the nominees of the 2019. And it is my fault. It is entirely my fault because when I was researching all of these years, I was looking through horror films and thrillers and everything, and this did not pop up in my historical investigations of li- of, of things that are like, oh, yeah, well, what are the nominees for these films? And if I had only looked at the Fear of God original list, I would have seen it. But unfortunately, Bong Joon-ho's masterpiece, Parasite, was not what? even WTF. among... I know. It was not even Reed, among the nominees. I was nominees. about to let you off the hook and absolve you of your self-flagellation but here, no, but no. No, no, no. no now nope. you're like, give me the whip. Like, let yeah, me, let me take it. It's honorary number one now. Yeah. Well, that's what I even wrote. I was even going to say, I wrote this little speech on my little notes, but thank you for, you know, <laughs> intuiting where I was going. I said, so we're just going to, you know, given that it won best picture and everything, and I didn't even have the, you know, the, the courtesy to include it among the nominees. Now, the only thing I will say is, and it clearly we don't pitch it well enough, is I, that is why, like, little things like that are why we put the little thing down at the bottom, which says, write something we forgot nobody else sure. remembered it too but it's it's on me yeah, for not including it among the nominees i'm no i'm not blaming them i'm, I'm very clearly you. owning i left it off the list so it's like honorary number one but yes parasite okay. uh was this not is a included. hell of a list yeah and this it's so the only other thing i'll mention before we actually get into it is that you know i've recently i've liked to mention the the heavy hitters that didn't make the list um godzilla king of the monsters didn't make the list the remake of child's play did not make the list uh, Velvet Buzzsaw, which we've covered, did not make the list. Uh, it Chapter Two, the remake of Pet Cemetery, did not make the list. And surprising me, uh, maybe it's not too surprising, but The Lighthouse, Robert Eggers' follow-up to um, The Witch, it would have been number eleven, but it did not make the top ten. So also um, because it was on the top ten last year, The Meg is not on here. That's no, The Meg is not there. I uh, purposefully so, left that. You, no, no, I'm just kidding. That <laughs> was an intentional omission. <laughs> that was yes. Parasite was an accident. This is intentional. No, actually, well, let's. Uh, I I think Meg was a nominee, but 
I don't remember. Oh yeah, I'm just saying it's not on the top ten. Yeah. Um, I actually think it was 2018 too, but I'm not positive. So. I'm well, pretty pretty positive. It was in it was with Godzilla, King of the Monster. No, I it was in that crop of movies. I'm, yes, it was. I'm, I'm telling you, it was on our list that included Godzilla, King of the Monsters, because that's the same span of so, time in which I was watching those. So this is going to be a really great moment for the Facebook Fear of God group. So so on record right now, Nathan is insisting it was among Godzilla, King of the Monsters. I am insisting it was not. Yeah, our 2019 previous list, because that because remember I was trying to get through the movies. Right. And it was the Meg. It was Godzilla, King of the Monsters. That was not two years ago. Yeah, it was two years. But regardless, let's. It was two years. We're just going to no. leave this in no. and we're just going to see what's going to happen. It's, it it's, it's great. No, what, you know. <laughs> At this, by this point, okay. you will be able to listen to last week and realize, damn it. <laughs> so, but that's okay. So, <laughs> so. No, King of the Monsters was in the same batch. So, but you're going to get to 2019, right? Well, we'll get to 2019 right now. Do you now. have it in front of you? I don't now, have. See, it's not fair if you're like, I certifiably know. Well, I do that's certifiably like, know. So that's so. Let me go. That's ahead like and, when I was in college and my pre my roommate previous to you, mm-hmm. uh, he was he loved to sing songs. We'd always get them wrong, and he was like <laughs> he sang like the Elton character. John song, the one, and he sang, and the beast is finally fed. And I was like, uh, no, 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 no. That's not that's not right. And wow. uh, I was like, no, it's the pieces finally fit. He's like, no, 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 that's not right either. I was like, no, it absolutely is. I tend to try not to make bets if I don't know that I'm going to win, but you're looking at the information right now and are intentionally I am, walking I am me into pulling, a trap and making me I'm, feel like a No, dummy. I didn't walk you into a trap. You oh, asserted your, into a you, trap. You asserted very vigorously, whereas I'm looking at the fact that in 2018, the listener voted The Meg sat between Mandy and The Endless in 2018 which we talked about last okay. week because I shared the story about how you woke up early. And Godzilla, King of the Monsters uh, well, right. is a 2019 film. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> slight slight uh, uh, loophole here. <laughs> I was asserting that I, what I was asserting just then was that Godzilla, King of the Monsters was 2019. I happened to graft onto that that I thought they were in the same oh, I crop see. of movies. Oh, so, oh. so I'm partially right. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like? Would you like? On to the list. I'm going to start with your favorite on this list, number ten, directed by David. Oh, get off your high horse, Uh, David Yaroveski. It is the you know kind of alt evil Superman tale, Brightburn, directed by um, James Gunn. Right? No, is that right? No, I just said the damn guy's name. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. We are not even to our main content yet. No, no this is going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> he produced it. Somehow, someone familiar's name was attached to this that I'm remembering. Well, Maybe he Bright, produced it. Brightburn is, is in the same universe as a film Super starring Rain Wilson and directed by James Gunn. So that might be what you're connected to. Brightburn is... What are you talking about? <laughs> Brightburn, Brightburn is, is in revealed the in the... In, I, didn't even write this, I didn't even write this stuff down. Yes, Brightburn <laughs> is revealed at the very end of the film to be in the same universe, the same fictional universe How? as James, I've never James seen Gunn's Super, so I don't know. Super. The character Rain Wilson plays, who is like an ordinary Joe trying to be a superhero... Um, and that film Super right. was directed su- by James Gunn. His character appears at the end in like a newscast filled with a bunch of other pictures of other sort of similar people at the end of Brightburn. 
And so it was, okay. it was just, it's, I, I don't know that it was anything more than a wink. I don't know that they're trying to create a shared okay, universe. Okay, well, to be fair, but, James Gunn produced Brightburn. Oh, did that's he? Oh, I see, I didn't know yes. that he produced and, it, but yes. Yes, and that's what I was remembering. Oh, my Lord. Brightburn, Brightburn. is a, I enjoyed it, but you know, you, you oh my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> says Jingle Jangle. I'm just kidding. Um, that is a, a fun movie. Uh, no, I think Brightburn is pretty good. I mean, like, I don't know what you thought you wanted out of this movie that the trailer didn't tell you it already was going to give you, but you came with the wrong expectations. <laughs> you sent mm. that schnapps. That, <laughs> that, species. You know, <laughs> <laughs> this is an appropriate send off for our year. <laughs> so Brightburn is number 10. Good movie. Uh, don't listen to read on this one. Nine. What yeah, is it, Reed? Yeah. Okay. So number nine, I got to give a shout out to listener David Pooler because man, he championed this film. One he just fun- swerved on the road too, just like James. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, my God. So, so, um, one of the cool things about compiling the 2019 list is that literally right up to the hour before we began to record, that's when I cut off the uh, the the votes for it. And David Pooler had chimed in and was like, hey, y'all, there's still time to, to get this film in the top 10. Well, it worked, David, because number nine, directed by Richard Stanley and starring the one and only Nicolas Cage, is Color Out of Space. And the reason I'm shouting him out is because he specifically was like, oh, y'all. Come on, make this make this movie happen. I like that I like the, the movie one, a lot. That's the only one on this list I didn't see. It's uh it it's pretty great. It's I mean it's gruesome and has, you know, like uh not for the uh gore nauseous like, you know, the people who don't like extreme sort of graphic body horror type stuff, but it is it is a really fascinating film, wonderfully effective and uh and yeah, so it is your number 9 on the list and I want to uh, give a shout out to Dave Pooler for championing it. So uh, at number at number eight on the list, directed by Andre Avradal, whose name has popped up on other lists, directed what? Yes, Autopsy of Jane Doe. Okay. Yeah. Um, he directed last year's Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, which I did see and mm-hmm. thought was okay. Yeah. I, I responded very positively to it, yeah. um, especially the imagery in it. I thought it was really, really well captured, the spirit of the book. Yeah, that it's well, based I'll on. totally agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah. it was very haunting. Um, so for time's sake, we're going to sort of try to brisk through the rest of this. Uh, number seven, a film that I really did enjoy, uh, delighted me directed by Christopher Landon. It is the sequel. Happy death day to you. We covered the first happy death day on fog episode 86 and, uh, it la- and that film landed in third place in our 2017 top 10 list, but happy death day to you, which we have not covered, uh, landed at number seven on this list. And I, I like it a lot. It's, it delights me. Uh, at number six, featured on Fear of God episode 164, uh, with guest Fear of God artist extraordinaire Jacob Hunt, who might be making an appearance mm-hmm. soon. Uh, we also did a little bonus episode on this film with film critic Robin Barr. It is Todd Phillips's Joker, a da, da, da. fascinating film. Really? Um, Indeed. That's one of those few, like, I can even see the, I can even see and find, don't invalidate the criticisms of it and yet still find it a pretty captivating. I, yeah, experience. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not going to, you know, challenge that it's not problematic. Um, but still it's incredibly interesting. Um, Good flip. So, 
So number five is our featured coverage today. Um, it is directed by Alexandra Aja. It is Crawl. So we will be speaking extensively about this film in just you know another little bit. So uh, yes, number five on your list, directed by Alexandra Aja, is Crawl. Uh, number four is directed by Matt Bettinelli Open and Tyler Gillett, covered on Fear of God episode one sixty seven, as part of our twenty nineteen roundup. Right? We did I Ready Not Joker yeah. and a couple others. Um, Parasite, Parasite <laughs> which pff, somebody forgot. <laughs> I just shoved it in the Acad- basement. Thing, I was just like, good, you did, good yeah. thing the Academy didn't <laughs> respect. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is uh, number four on this list is ready or not which is just a great flick really really fun really just really exceptional at what it does no couldn't agree more um number three directed by our beloved and frequently discussed mike flanagan it is the sequel to the shining uh, and i think a brilliantly executed adaptation Doctor Sleep. It featured as our quarterly king number seven, and uh, it's it's a film I love, and and honestly, I would use the word cherish a little bit. I think it's uh, it's got some special things going on in it, and I, I love it. It's number three if, on your list. Yes, and if if someone wants, if someone hasn't watched this yet, personally, I would steer you directly to the director's cut. Yes, I think. yes, agreed. I saw the theatrical first, thought it was okay, and found a lot to really love and appreciate about the director's cut and again if you haven't i don't do this often so it won't be shouldn't be perceived as pure you know patting myself ourselves on the back here but i love our conversation on that me too oh absolutely Mm -hmm. very powerful um absolutely number two on the list covered (laughs) on episode 129 is us directed by jordan peele Mm -hmm. i still haven't rewatched this have you to my surprise, no. And the reason I say to my surprise is because I probably think multiple times each week. <laughs> I want to rewatch us sometime soon, but I just, but then I just never make the time for it. I think, I think part of it is I want to kind of be in the right headspace when I when I dive back into it. But fascinating film that I is adore. There a right headspace for that? I don't know. That's a good, that's a yeah. good question. It's a really Maybe good that's question. why you never get around to it. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, it was uh, of course Jordan Peele's earlier film Get Out topped 2017's list. But uh, but I I actually think I like Us more, and I I have been meaning to get back to it. I own it, but I have I haven't made the time to rewatch it yet. I should. I really should. Maybe maybe for Christmas. That feels ah. wrong. That feels off. <laughs> you know what? It's funny about you saying that. I'm pretty sure it was last Christmas. I wanted to watch a movie. The family was all down. Like, as in asleep in bed. Yeah, yeah. The children were nestled all snug in their beds after their mm-hmm. Christmas. And um, I watched Dad Gummit. What was the name of that movie? Meg. No. No. That was, <laughs> that was 2015. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I watched, man, it was, is it called American something? It's the, it's the viral video in the town. The town goes crazy. The girls, the high school girls. It was like very recent. Oh, um, I haven't seen it. It's the uh, okay. Is it Assassination Nation? Yes, yes, yes. yes. I haven't yes, seen it. Sound, yet. So I, uh, I know the premise. Right. Yes, I believe it was that's not, what it is. But it was not a good choice for a Christmas night. Not Happy like, Christmas. Yeah, oh, I'm no, no, no. dumb. <laughs> I'm so dumb. Why did I do this? I mean, don't get me wrong. It's actually a pretty good horror flick, but it is not the taste you want in your mouth at the end of December 25th. <laughs> no, You're like no, uh, thank you. No, um, thank you. All right. 
Number one, okay. Number one, uh, directed by Ari Aster, uh, featured on Fear of God, episode 166, which featured former literary correspondent Meredith Curran. Yes. Um, and, uh, Thank it, you, Meredith. Ari Aster's earlier film, uh, Hereditary, had landed at number three on 2018's top ten. That's right. Number one is Midsommar, which what I also- also, yeah. yes, director's I also, cut. I also recommend the director's cut. Now, that is yeah. one where if you see the original, unlike Dr. Sleep, where I think you are missing something if you don't see the director's cut, the director's cut of Midsommar is really great, but I don't think you're missing anything fundamentally from the experience of the film to watch the theatrical cut, if that's all you see. I think the director's sure. cut is worth it if you love the film. I think it's absolutely worth it and adds a lot. But uh, Dr. Sleep, I, f- I almost would say you haven't seen the film unless you've seen the director's cut. Midsommar yeah. is one of those movies I have great affection for, but it is absolutely the kind of movie that people who aren't fogheads, aren't foggers, right. are like, right, right. Um, you have problems. You know, <laughs> Why do you like, watch no, this movie? but it's so amazing when they <laughs> jump off the rock and that dude bashes his head in with Ronan's hammer. And the, you know? the dudity running around like everywhere. The yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's an intentional... <laughs> Not dude. it's not nudity, it's dudity. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh so mids between Oh, and someone's just like, Your penis, so and they're like, Yeah, nudity. <laughs> that's, the, that's the one. That's the one. Oh my gosh. Okay. Wow. I so, have not heard that phrase before. So that was Midsommar was your number one. While Nathan pulls up the uh, top box office grosses for 2019, I'll briefly run through the historical top 10 of 2019. So uh, actually, number 10 last time was Brightburn. So, uh, you know, appropriately sort of nestled. Did you right say there. number 10 was? Number 10 was Brightburn last time around. It's produced by James Gunn. You know, not everybody's right all the time. But so number nine, (laughs) number nine, uh, which you were earlier remembering just slightly off, was Godzilla King of the Monsters, which in the updated list dropped entirely off. To be fair, no, what I was remembering that was off was the Meg. I was correctly remembering Godzilla King of the Monsters. That is true. That is absolutely 100% 100% accurate. Um, number eight, which is completely my fault that it didn't make the updated list. Number eight was Parasite. Um, so who kno- it's like, who knows if it would have landed on the updated list, but we just, we don't know because I didn't even know. Oh, it would it. have, but. Yeah. Oh, sure, well, sure. You know, um, we'll never know. And you know what? I really should have, and it's my own fault because if Parasite had been on the updated list, Brightburn would have been knocked off. So it's my own <laughs> It's my own fault. That's the punishment of the karma of being like, you know what? You're going to leave Parasite off the list? Brightburn's still in the top right. 10. So um, One of the brightest spots of this year. <laughs> and you were like, nah, they nah. don't deserve recognition. Oh, my God. I feel awful. I love that movie. Um, okay. So number seven was It Chapter 2, which also dropped Boo. off the updated list. In t- <laughs> wow. This gun's a blazing. I feel like the alligators are like already coming for me. <laughs> So, um, okay, so, so that was number seven last time around. Number six was Happy Death Day to You, which dropped down to number seven in the updated list, but was still, you know, was still a favorite at that point. Uh, number five was Ready or Not, which rose to number four. Dr. Sleep was number four and rose to number three. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Number three was Midsommar, and this is the only hmm. time 
in these historical lists that something that wasn't already number one rose to number one. So I do find that fascinating. Midsommar was number three when we did this last time, and it has since uh, captivated the imagination of our listeners to rise to number one, which I find really fascinating. Number two, also quite fascinating, was Joker, which huh. which plummeted to number six, uh, which, I, again, I, I find really, I think it's really that, interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that's that sort of like whiplash what am i what's the one i'm looking for you know the yeah the proximity kind of bias and then yeah. like and so like when when we did this list everybody's talking about joker so it's you know like it's really in our mindset right. and then a little bit of time a little bit of distance maybe i don't like that film as well much and I thought, and blah, blah, blah. you know joaquin was winning left right, and right. absolutely like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 so it dropped all the way down to number six and the historical number one was us no longer the champion, but still highly favored in the new list at number two. So that was, I don't the know if you historical. pay attention to this stuff. Do you have any clue what Ari Aster is working on next? I don't, but all he needs to do is drop a trailer and I'm in man. Like he's, he's got my attention. It's funny the way you just, re- the way you just phrased response to Midsommar capturing the imagination. He does that. I mean, like mm, mm-hmm. that's, that's really an accurate accurate way to describe it um read shall we go to the box office let's do it um i I, we need to just acknowledge this is it (laughs) for the worldwide box office yeah after this year uh yeah i mean (laughs) i'm only slightly joking because warner brothers like three days ago to the vehemence in response to many filmmakers and talent shunted their entire 2021 slate to home release, which I as a consumer and a parent and someone who's conscientious of a pandemic and kind of thankful for, but can understand why talent who didn't know this was coming and felt feel sideswiped now didn't. Yeah. But you have just cratered what used to be a, a, a signature metric for how to determine success, which I don't, you know, like I, I don't have enough of a historical vantage point on the film industry to know when in a literal sense, box office became King in terms of the literal dollars it made, you know, we always want them to make, or they always wanted to make money, all that sort of stuff. But it's, it's going to be a wild couple of years in the next. It really will because it is not just in terms of production and what and when things get made, but how success is gauged. Because, you know, if 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 Warner Brothers follows the Netflix model, they're not going to release any of that information. No, no. Uh, Unless it's just staggering, you know. Sure. Right. Of course. Unless they can unless they can make it impressive, they'll keep it to themselves. Which even then is going to be a a version of impressive. Correct. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listeners who are troubled or who have feelings on the whole move to HBO Max thing owe it to themselves to at least read the article, and I forget what the publication made it, because I think I saw it more than one place, uh, that Patty Jenkins was interviewed about the release of Wonder Woman on Christmas Day, and has some really thoughtful and and uh, insightful opinions about it, um, and basically lands, if I can grossly summarize it, she basically lands as, there was no good option. Like, there was no, right. like, if you wait for theaters to be back up and running... Everything gets released at the same time, and it skews the numbers that way because everybody's fighting to see the same things at the same time. That's not a good option. You release it to streaming. You have these external ramifications of what that means to the industry, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So if, if you're curious about this topic and want to hear 
you know, from someone who I consider to be very thoughtful and and uh, gave a really compelling sort of response to how we should feel about all of this, definitely check out Patty Jenkins' thoughts on on that decision. To be fair to Patty, though, and I thoroughly enjoyed the first Wonder Woman. I anticipate I haven't actually read any reviews. I just know general consensus on the second one seems pretty positive. Yeah. Um, in her in in fairness, Wonder Woman was an isolated event until all of a sudden it wasn't. So correct. She, who yes. knows the sequence of that? And my understanding of that scenario is she was basically handed ten million dollars, saying, "Hey, we that know we're true. doing this. Um, yes. Sorry, here's ten mil." So yes. anyone's going to be like, you know, I think the pragmatics it's, make sense. You know, every, you know, it's like I could get on board with this <laughs> right, if we right. if we're gonna. Meanwhile. Chris Nolan is setting Hollywood on fire and not just with COVID. <laughs> He's just uh, walking just, in, knocking stuff over. Oh, F yeah. yeah. F <laughs> F F <laughs> Chris Nolan, the creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> Bless his heart. My goodness. I know, anyway, I know. here we are. 2019 Worldwide Box Office will never be here again. Um, God. At number 11. Fast and the Furious, Hobbs and Shaw, oh, coming at you. Oh boy! Oh yeah, muscle bound oh, boys. That's number eleven. Numbers ten through six. Numbers ten, Jumanji, the next level. Lord, okay. Mercy. Number nine, Aladdin, which I still have not seen in its entirety. The hmm. live action, of course. The Guy Ritchie. What in the world? Not Guy Ritchie. <laughs> no. What? Yeah, Aladdin is. Aladdin yes. is Guy Ritchie? Yes. Well, I'm going to yield to you because I don't know it, and I don't, I'm not confident enough that it's not. Well, that, because that, of the fact that you had certitude on your side on the Meg versus um, Godzilla, mm, we're mm. going to do this real quick. So okay, yeah, what did we no. just say? Aladdin. Go in there right now. Aladdin directed, directed by? by Guy Ritchie wow. right there. IMDb. Wow. Yes. Uh, still haven't seen it. Number eight, a movie I good. loved. Toy Story 4. Love mm, it. Yes. Um, number seven, a movie that is a loathsome pile of dumb. <laughs> Star Wars <laughs> Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Whoa! Thank God for the Mandalorian. Whoa! Amen and amen. <laughs> Praise be. I have spoken. Number six. <laughs> number six. Yes, yes, exactly. This is the way, Mando. Um, <clears throat> not there, JJ. Uh, number six, Todd Phillips' Joker. Mm, okay all right so now we're getting into the top five here it is so it's read reading this list you're gonna be like that was like a different it's like in lord of the rings when the the age of elves has ended and the age of yes. men is beginning like this is the it feels epic turning mm. wow you know? wow uh, number five uh okay movie great for what it is and what it represents Huge box office, that is Captain Marvel, the Carol Danvers oh, entry okay. into the yeah. MCU. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, number four, uh, really great MCU flick, Spider-Man Far From Home with our boy Jake G. I, I do enjoy Far From Home. It's great. That's a great take on that character. Really like it. It really that. is. Yeah. Um, number three, uh, what I found a pretty paper-thin sort of story, but, um, you know, they tried Frozen 2 uh, at $1.4 mm. I was not okay. tracking there. So Captain Marvel was $1.1 or 1.12 spider-man was 1.13 uh frozen 2 was almost one and a half mm -hmm. uh at 1.6 also have not seen was disney's live action ish the lion king did you see that okay so 
you should you should check out Aladdin because they do a couple of different things that are that are charming enough that you will enjoy it. And I actually enjoyed Will Smith's genie. And I have not mm. enjoyed a performance from Will Smith in a if little bit of time. If you can say that, if you can say that, knowing your love of Robin Williams, I can maybe yes. accept that this yes. might be worth watching. Yes. So, so I, I, I liked because his that was very one of my holdups. I was like, okay, uh, yes. No, he's different enough. That's the thing. Is like he's not even trying to do the same kinds of things that, which was smart. He's he's just trying to be Will Smith's genie as opposed to Robin Williams's genie, and that was smart. And I and so for that, I you know Aladdin kind of endeared itself to me. I found Lion King to be a a very sad disappointment because it is. It I heard is, that a lot. Yes, because it's it like is, what shot for shot almost, right? Well, yes, the story is incredibly the same, and. Unfortunately, the biggest missing piece. I know you love Chiwetel Ejiofor, but his Jafar is not. I've heard is yeah. not great. Uh, it's it's a very different, more subdued and subtle take, which does not work. You need well, Jeremy, Jeremy Irons. Irons. That's the thing. I mean, it's like you need Jeremy Irons to be like, "I will be king." You know, like, right. you, like that that force. I that love Chiwetel. Yes, force, but he's you know? not a scene chewer. No, absolutely not. He's, and he's, so, yeah, and 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 it, it's missing it. It's really missing it. So yeah, you know. It. I just the other day, just for kicks, just to have something on, turned on Serenity. <laughs> I oh. love that movie. That's you remember he's movie. in that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's that was, the main... I think that was my first awareness of him. Yeah. He's um, great. Yes, he's great. Number one, fittingly. Oh, I, I know number one. Appropriately. Absolutely. Beautifully. On your left, read. It is Avengers oh. Endgame at two, just shy of $2.8 billion. What? Eight. Good Lord. What? Like, I've been listening, just just random what you're listening. Uh been listening binge mode, which I referenced during my conversation with Ian on Star Wars. Uh binge mode, which is an acquired taste in terms of their tone and personalities. I know, I know, pot kettle black. Um <laughs> but it's a podcast series. They are currently doing the MCU. You however an acquired taste they are, I am owning that if you go listen to it and be like, oh my God, they're about as academic a pair of nerds is you're going to find engaging genre material. They've done star Wars. They've done Harry Potter. They've done the comic book series saga. They're now doing the MCU and it's, I can't listen to every episode because there's a lot of them and they're long, but I'm listening to some highlights like winter soldier and uh, mm. first Avenger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't gotten to infinity war and in game yet. Cause those aren't out, but it's just getting me in that MCU spirit. And it's a lot of fun. Sure. Right. So no, I love no, that's great. I mean, Avengers Endgame. If this is, and it definitely will be for a while, but if this is like the last ride of the great box office epics, it feels alarmingly appropriate that it's Avengers Endgame because you of know, the 10 year journey that that was. And yeah, it's uh-huh. just, I'm no conspiracy theorist, but what if, what if Kevin Feige had something to do with <laughs> Let me cripple the industry. <laughs> then it's maybe he's like, nobody else is going to be able to do this. You know this. what? We're done. We're done here. <laughs> I'm like, the Feige. He no called, one else. He called, I am inevitable. You know, like, oh, man. Wow. It's- <laughs> 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 All right, Reed. We are finally right. here. Yeah. So, so listeners, we took a lot of time, and, and hopefully you had a lot of fun with us while we did that. But that puts I that. Fun. I had a blast. Um but now we are going to uh, venture into our very specific <laughs> Christmas 2020 coverage of Alexandra Aja's Crawl. This was, um, Quentin Tarantino cited this as his favorite film of 2019. Of all things, he cited this as, hmm. not favorite genre film of just like, but the, this was yeah. his favorite film of 2019. 
Um, I I want to get a couple of bits of trivia out of the way. Did you manage to do any looking up? I just I only have two. I tried, and that... they're literally all about the dog. And I was like, <laughs> are, are you serious? <laughs> this is really this is really what's happening here. Like the first two they... or three are about the dog, and I thought, okay, I'll get past those. There's only about no. a dozen, and they are all about the dog. I couldn't believe yes. it. Yes, what's really, really funny is because listeners may not know that you can, you know, random IMDb users can add trivia to IMDb and it has a little bit of moderation to where it makes sure that you don't write anything like obscene or vulgar or whatever, but um, they don't fact check it or anything and people can write. I guarantee you the trainer who worked on that movie with that dog went in and just like, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say that, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say because that's all it is. Hey mom, go post. <laughs> that's right. Sugar movie, was so good. In a movie about alligators, there's more right. trivial yes. attention right. paid to that I went looking because I was like, how did they make this? What? I know there was some magicry going on here, but how did they do it? The dog. You named him after the dog? <laughs> that's it. And that's all. So, yeah, most of the trivia is about the dog. Um, the only other thing that I was going to mention is that, you know, this is this is not my first film that I've seen uh, by Alexandra Aja. We almost covered his film High Tension, but pivoted away from it uh, for some content concerns. Uh, I can tell this story real quick. It's real quick. Yeah, yeah, is, sure, sure, sure. It was one of our first outings with Vera. Yes. At this point, she's old hat, whatever. Sorry, Vera. Whatever <laughs> content we're going to, you're you're on board. But it was early goings with our favorite Canadian. And we have a lot of Canadians. Let's be careful with this whole do. favorite thing. Uh with our favorite Canadian named Vera Gowdy. Okay. Um <laughs> and <laughs> I have to check myself. My spirit won't let me sometimes when I'm talking to my kids. I'm like, you're my favorite. And I'd say their name in the world. Oh, it's yes, like it gives yes. me the out. You know, it's like I can't tell it say that you're my favorite kid. Mm, that's not appropriate. Mm, um, right, right. But yes, our favorite, our favorite Vera Gowdy in the world who happens to be Canadian. Um, I started Holt Tension. Yes. Uh, and there's a rather. It isn't graphic in terms of what you see, but the there's no obscuring. It's not suggested, but this rather obscene sexual act performed with a non-living part of a body it is so off-putting that i was <laughs> i remember watching that oh. on my couch texting both of y'all and be like um we might need to pivot <laughs> i don't know <laughs> what are we, what are haven't we really something? hung with vera much yet and this might be a little much <laughs> like, can we and i didn't know else? what the rest of the movie held so anyway yeah so that's why of course anyway yeah so attention so we almost but uh but then didn't and i still haven't seen it uh to this day no. um but what I have seen, and the reason I wanted to bring it up is because um, there was a whole slew of Michael Bay produced remakes of classic horror films. And they, they were like uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and and they had remade uh, House of Wax and, and they've remade uh, some that are obscure and some that are a little bit more prominent like Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th. Um, but one that really stood out as one of the very few wherein I preferred the remake to the original was The Hills Have Eyes, which the remake was directed by Alexandra Aja, and I don't care very much for Wes Craven's original. It has its own sort of social and cultural importance, but I, I didn't like it very much as a film. I really enjoyed Alexandra Aja's The Hills Have Eyes. Um, it is graphic. It is challenging to watch, particularly in the first, like, 30 to 40 minutes because um, <laughs> uh, high tension is not far. What you saw of high tension is not far from what you would be subjected to in Aja's The Hills Have Eyes. That having been said, 
the rest of the filmmaking is just so strong that I really uh, came to came to quite appreciate, and I would even dare say enjoy his remake hmm. of it. So, but that that's my primary uh, other film that I've seen by him. Um, have not yet made it to Horns, uh, which stars Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, um, hmm. I I did, did see. Um, yeah, yeah, I did see. You're the- a flautist, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> I did see uh, the Kiefer Sutherland horror film uh, Mirrors, which was directed by him, and I found really, really scary at the time that I saw it, but I haven't revisited it yet. But anyway, that's it hmm. for my uh, for my trivial bits. Did Let's, you uh, see Crawl in the theaters? No, 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 no. I, I saw it for the first time when it made its, as frequently was the case, uh, with its uh, proximal video on demand sort of release. Isn't it weird that in like, I don't know, 24, 36 months referencing a movie that's due out in the next year will be like did you watch that movie in your living room yes and you'll be like yes i did i, I did no yeah. that one was in the bathroom I'm like oh, okay <laughs> tmi how, how did you do that right so, right, uh, right so uh yeah so no I, I i saw it at home and uh i mean i i enjoyed it you know what's what's really is this funny? your second viewing this is my second viewing and um I mean, I liked it a lot. It's it's funny because I remember and and our conversation on the shallows. If you have not yet listened to our conversation on the shallows, um, we mined some things from the thematics of the shallows that maybe the film uh, had in its in its subtext, or maybe it didn't. Um, but I had a lot of in terms of just pure cinematic narrative storytelling, I had a lot of sort of comparable shallows vibes to crawl, except with a tremendous amount more energy and uh, a a brisker pace. And obviously you have more than just one character. So there's a a lot more sort of dramatic tension between the different people who are trying to interact with each other. Um, But, uh, but, you know, comparable to this whole like survival against all odds, natural predator kind of, kind of thing um but no i i mean i greatly greatly enjoyed it um was this your first time seeing this was your second time seeing it as well right i actually so yeah i did see it in the theater um one of those rare instances uh in 2019 (laughs) um Mm -hmm. where i kind of stole away i don't i don't remember exactly the context of being able to do that but just by myself i it had been getting some buzz and honestly i liked it in the theater but i think the buzz at the time dampened a little bit of my energy um understood watching it for this i loved it i thought it was awesome yeah thrilling and fun and i'm glad you brought up the shallows because i was like this is so much better than the shallows wow wow (laughs) which is fine there there are two different versions of similar ideas i just think this one is a bit more um a bit more just entertaining to be frank um i don't i don't know that i disagree because i think it's it's undeniably more energetic and it's and it's swifter and uh so there's there's a a kinetic nature to it that is more I think entertaining. I find the shallows more thoughtful, which one could say if that's what you're into might might mean that you would prefer the shallows to crawl. But I do think that for pure sort of galvanizing suspense laden entertainment, crawl would be the winner between the pair of them. Even though I I, I definitely you know prefer the shallows to the what you did, but um, but yeah, I I'm not fighting so if, too hard. So if you were hanging thing. with a person. Okay. Post, you know, like, I guess it's either your kid or your wife, because I guess no one's coming over these days, but probably not. <laughs> Let's pretend that you can hang with somebody. 
Okay. And they're like, you, you play your movie game to pick what movie you want to watch. Yeah, and it's, okay. It's, sure. it's down yeah, yeah. to the shallows and crawl. Which one are you going to pick? I mean, again, it just depends There's on the no vibe question. of the moon. This is I would, not, no. No, The vibe no. of the moon? The vibe, the vibe of the room. I might have said mm. moon, but I meant the vibe of the room. Um, so Stop. Because I was thinking movie. and But um, I will say this. If I'm hanging with just one other person, I might pick shallows. If I'm hanging with a group, it's crawl, no doubt. Like Because crawl is more of a crowd-pleasing kind of movie. Yeah. But... I if can, I'm hanging with that's a fair. If that's I'm hanging fair. with just one other guy, and I'm and I'm going to be wanting to like talk about certain things out, you know, after the movie's over, I might talk about the shallows with that. You know, so that's, I love yeah, so. the specificity that just got <laughs> baked into that. If I'm hanging with a guy, and uh, I was like, well, I, it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, a gal, you know, whatever. Sure. Um, I, An individual. Yeah. 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 See. This is why you're just maybe a better human than me. I'm like, life is too short. Life is too short to revisit stuff you're mediocre on. And the further I get from the shallows, I it sounds like it. I think it's fine. It was fun. It was I, I did not dislike the viewing of it. Mm-hmm. But it's in watching something like this that puts it into more stark relief of like, oh, this is it. <laughs> I texted my dad during this movie. I was like. You might enjoy this movie. You ought to check it out. Like, sure. uh, sure, Utterly out of the blue. Like, he just enjoys movies and watches random stuff sometimes. I would have not done that with the shallows. (laughs) Again, (laughs) random level of specificity I'm responding to in kind. Um, Of course. I, yeah. Okay. We can talk about crawl. So, um, yeah, I had seen it once in the theater and then now. Um, did you have other. Trivial bits, did you say? So not trivial bits. Um, I have, you know, we can move into hot takes, cold not, takes. Not hot takes, no. Um, I mean, I've just got my my next section is all my like likes, dislikes, or whatever. I will say, like right out the gate, I think the way the opening fifteen minutes introduces us to the different character dynamics and the backstory is really impressive because it, it's blatantly expositional. It's all just here's the information you need to know about the people that are involved in this movie, and it's it's just it's just sort of handed to you. And yet somehow it feels organic and it's in the context of the story that we're given. So it's it, it was impressive to me that it's like, hey, take a director. Here's your script. And why, like, wow, these first 15 minutes are super expositional. But I need to craft my, my shots and my pacing and the way these characters play off of each other in a way that makes it feel organic and natural. And I think he does a really good job at doing that. So the, the opening sure. 15 minutes, I was like, no, this is. It's yeah, efficient. It's yes, it is. It does well efficient. what it needs to do. Yes. I do want to real quick because I, I started to have the impulse to refer to her and she. Uh, uh, the stars of this film, Kaya Scodelario, uh, mm-hmm. plays the character Haley, and her father is played by Barry Pepper. Those are your main. Yes. Uh, there's a couple other <clears throat> tertiary characters, but or secondary in that regard. Um, yeah. uh, I, I'm with you. I, I'll say this out of the gate: the apex predator. Uh, callback or or call and response in the script initially i didn't like it all i was like that's so cheesy oh okay but Mm -hmm. has a great payoff at the end of it it really does Um, yeah yeah when she makes it to the boat yes was enough to be like okay i i will forgive what i didn't enjoy the first time in terms of them saying that um i didn't reference the exposition but so random insight here of my list here i've got about four likes dislikes and then about 
20 scares. Uh, I just um, kept writing stuff under scares. Yeah. Sure. Good. Yeah. Good. Glad we're there. So seconded. <laughs> I mean, dang, the first 10 minutes of her driving through the storm. I was like, this is so stressful. It's this really is harrowing. Not, right. Uh, yes. Not fun at all. I mean, Riri, come on. Like, hopefully the day will come that, you know, who knows, three, four years down the line, you know, maybe fear of God is big enough. We have like a conference and we can actually like meet foggers. Aww. That'd be really cool. That'd be awesome. Um, so people at that, where I was going with this is at that moment of time, people will be like, Nathan is a large beast, hairy beast. <laughs> and this is belied by the fact that her walking around in flip flops and then nothing under the house. I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> like I am not. Don't I hate, this is so like, peek behind the curtain i hate being gross and dirty mm, like mm, this is mm -hmm. so i can't believe i'm sharing this but now to be fair no, if i know that okay yeah see this is the difference if i know okay we're gonna go i'm trying to think of you know i'm gonna go uh, shovel mulch i did this this year uh okay. shovel mulch okay. in the yard for like hours okay well i know this needs to be done i know i'm gonna go outside i'm gonna dress accordingly go outside and do this dirty task it's just gonna get filthy right 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 the difference is if Haley, like she does doesn't know she, she she's trying to go save dad i get that but sure like the fact that then she's in flops and then not and then slinking around in the mud under the house and cobwebs and i'm like uh-uh no i <laughs> i can't <laughs> that I can't handle. Like, I so get it. yeah, I get it. be careful yes. if you ever need me in a pinch yeah, <laughs> and it involves like... dirtiness. It's not yeah, but like, you, no, 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 no. You will get me eventually, <laughs> but it <laughs> will be under you might great brave, duress. You might brave the hurricane and then discover I'm under the house and be like, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> like I looked, I don't know where he is. Hey, I don't know okay? where he is. You're good, <laughs> you, right? You just hang out down there. Nathan. <laughs> The water's rising. There's gators. Oh gators. <laughs> oh, no. Bye. <laughs> Boy, bye. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyway, Lord of mercy. So, yeah. Um, um, I, I'm going to say a, a love. Okay. And it's at the end of the movie. Um, so, if you don't know what this movie's about, it's it's very, really quite simple. It's effectively uh, a, 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 a climate change horror movie uh, <laughs> with gators as the primary natural antagonist if not the hurricane force weather um right. this character Haley is looking for her dad to get out of the florida south florida and he's stuck under the house for reasons but uh <laughs> they eventually they eventually get free reed i love i love that in this movie the dad and the dog make it i love yes that. yes and it's not great. just because i'm a dad but maybe a little but because i was like what was there there was something we watched recently where oh we're, anna and the apocalypse that's oh where to the mind. dad doesn't survive yeah right 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 right, right. and <laughs> spoiler this alert felt, for anna and the apocalypse <laughs> sorry yeah. um, <laughs> my bad uh because there's this felt need from a scripting standpoint to be like okay the our protagonist has to learn this lesson about self-determination and you know like coming into their own i love that the dad makes it it does it yes. it's not a yeah. cheat they all mm -hmm. kind of have this cool arc yeah. you know their own individual arcs but kind of corporately together yeah right. 
I just really and, enjoyed and hard one too because yeah. the dad's loses his arm and you think like that's going to be you know the end of it and everything. Um, we were talking about the dog for I did I did read that the dog was originally Sugar. supposed to die. Sugar. The dog was originally supposed to die, but then they yeah. s- some things changed around and they didn't. And it's like no 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 don't don't, that ain't don't right. kill the dog no. Um, no I I I get what you're saying. I, I really like it. I love. And I feel it's so earned after everything that they go through. I love that final shot. Well, it's a beautifully structured shot in in general. But the final shot, she's fired the the flare, gotten the attention of the helicopter. The helicopter is over them with mm-hmm. the light from the helicopter, you know, bleeding down on them in this torrent of rain. And she's got her arm extended because she, you know, was firing the flare and just that really awesome look she gives over her shoulder to her dad that is very much sort of expressing this whole like i cannot believe we made it we like we freaking made it and it was a really awesome choice it's just great like you get that because this movie puts them both through the ringer and then they make it to the roof they they are going to be rescued and then she gives that really great you know, sly smile back into the camera. She's looking at her dad, but you know, that, that, yeah, like we did this. And then it busts right into that old, you know, like, see you later, alligator. Like, yeah, it's just like, great. it's just, you, you talking about the pure entertainment value of it. Like, that's a, that's a director who knows what kind of story he's telling, how to pay it off well and deliver it, you know, in a way that's, that's tongue in cheek without being, you know, cheesy or you know too frivolous um it's it's really good yeah it's, it's really really strong um that's, that's my likes this likes. well i have two more then that i'll yeah, mention so please. um so uh <laughs> i put uh man who loots in a hurricane they deserve to get it like <laughs> who's looting in a hurricane pulling the like freaking atm up there um but i did feel bad for old wayne and pete you know they're like oh hey, yeah here I come to say the, you know, like it didn't, didn't happen for them. Um, I did think it was certifiable badass when she, when she's got the gun and the one bites her arm. So she oh, just man. starts yeah. firing yeah. the gun and it's just like blowing it away while it is, you know, biting her arm. That was awesome. Um, and, and you referenced it earlier, her, her swim to the boat, you know, the apex predator, um, payoff you know apex predator all day is just really really fantastic everything else i have would be would be coded under scares so i'll let you lead the charge back that way she gets in that house Mm -hmm. she's in that kitchen Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that branch came through that window made me jump (laughs) it's like that branch a dang just tree branch that's a movie about alligators and i'm jumping at the tree branch (laughs) the trees but let me get to this let me do this one read go ahead that so let me set the stage for you. <laughs> I'm watching this movie the other night in our den area on the couch. We've got a sectional, you know, it's like the, the L shaped thing. Right. Um, right and uh, my wife <clears throat> is sitting on the short part of the L just on her phone. Sure. Yeah. I'm yeah. sitting in the, at the end of the L, which is where the, he- the armrest is, you know, got my, right. mm-hmm. my feet propped up on the ottoman. I got my mm-hmm. little headphones on just Bluetooth into the TV. Got my nice big screen and, that crawl just blaring in my ears. <laughs> Lord of mercy. And oh, Haley is dragging Barry Pepper through yep. the muck and the mud under the house. And I know this is an alligator movie. I know it. Just mm-hmm. intellectually in my poster. brain. Yeah. Crawl like a yeah. alligator. That's okay. But there haven't been any gators yet in this movie. So right. and I've seen it before. But <laughs> 
old girls dragging her daddy across the floor. I'm like, I know it's a, a gator movie because I, I've seen it before. <laughs> that's, a <good. laughs> that's a good daughter. Man, she is strong too to be able to do that. And Barry, I mean, he's just incapacitated. He's no help whatsoever. Out of it. She's just ugh, dragging daddy under the house across mm-hmm. the floor. And look, there's the stairs. She's she dragging to the stairs, dragging to the stairs. And you're like, wow. We're about Short to be movie. out of this quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that dang alligator <laughs> burst through the bottom of the stairs. And Reed, I scissor kicked the air. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> My wife was just like shaking her head at me, like you dummy. And I, I you know, I, I, I mean, that gum poop club. Yeah. That thing just burst through those stairs. Lord of mercy! Yeah, it's it, it, it literally like busts in on you in a very alarming and uncomfortable way. But that's not even like. So I was kind of braced at that uh-huh. moment. I don't know if I just remembered that the first one was around that time but i was kind of braced for that one what legit got me was this was the second one where she turns back and then like the lightning blares and the things like jaw open right there oh my god i was watching she's trying to call 911 yeah oh and that's when that's when the leg bite happens and it's just like swinging her around like a rag doll lord that's what you're referring to right well, yeah, but I, I mean, the that is the moment that I'm referring to. How that moment begins is where she first, like, sort of hears something, and when she turns around to look yeah, beside her, yeah, yeah. the lightning flash, and then the the alligator is just like present there. And of course, you know that that sob Aja like you know ramps up the sound, and and I'm just like, oh my god, it was no! yeah, yeah, that, no! that got that got me straight up. Got me. Now, There's a lot see, of effective jump scares in this movie. Oh, There's a I, lot. That's, that's what I wrote. It says best jump scares in a while. It says that right yeah, there. Absolutely. On my They're screen. very effective. Yes. Um, and what I love about it is it's not just a jump scare movie. Like it really uses right, all of agreed. its resources rather well. Um, you know, this is one of the few times I wish I knew a little more about like the medical world. Mm. Uh, Cause it's like, she kind of like, kind of like old girl in shallows. Now, sure, she's studying for the whole right. medical thing. Mm-hmm. She like sews herself up. You're like, eh, I mean, it's good for movie. That's that's good movie medicine. <laughs> Is this realistic at all? I don't know. But then in this movie, she, oh Haley, she just gets chomped by yeah. that second one on her leg so that happens she's getting mm-hmm. thwacked around up under that house just absolutely flinging her into the into the pillars there right and then right. i don't even checking this off the list i'm just talking about hollywood Your medicine. memory right 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 then what you already referenced is the one that chomps her arm i just don't know i'm ignorant enough to be like i don't could you could you still do all the things you're doing with these <laughs> injuries because i mean i don't know I don't know. I don't. Well, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> skipping skipping to the end. Like, skip it a not beer. At the end, when it's dr- like the reason alligators clutch their prey, drag them under the water, and roll around in this yeah. whirling dervish kind of way is to disorient their prey mm-hmm. and make their prey uh, unable to fight back as it drowns. She somehow 
is able, while in the midst of a death roll, to reflect on her life, it's flashing <laughs> before her eyes, <laughs> cognizantly register that there is a flare, a flare, yeah, a lit flare. Within, within reaching distance, grab it and effectively like, it takes her a catch couple the of gator worlds. into... A couple, but we're talking. Have that's you ever pretty, seen? That's a pretty badass on moment, some though, footage. When she, it is a really. Oh, yeah. it absolutely is. But I'm like, if you've ever seen footage of a gator, <laughs> like death rolling its prey, Mom, you would know. Like not a gator in the house. He's not. Get he's the not. Shovel. It's not like a. <laughs> it's not like a merry-go-round like cycle of like you know like he's not. The, I mean, they literally they spin with this insane like i mean it's completely natural but with this insane almost in like supernatural kind of ability to just spin in the water like a like well they're insanely a string strong has been released well no absolutely but i mean like the speed is what i'm talking about the speed at which right. they twirl when they've got their prey uh if you've ever looked up any like footage of alligators I'm death rolling like it's 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 scary <laughs> but um like they literally like it is it is read on work breaks hmm. wonder if there's any new <laughs> new kills out there like, <laughs> let me see what to do so uh yeah but i'm with you i just think it's hilarious when people like you and i try to talk like we know anything about you know the animal know. kingdom no, and it's it's <laughs> it's capacity <laughs> <laughs> like my study about alligators mm, um yeah no the, i don't um, i don't I don't know, but I've seen some footage. I have seen some footage of an alligator death roll, and it is, it is intense. I will say that. Yeah. So the second alligator, you know, that's rough. When Barry mm-hmm. Pepper sets his own leg, that ain't right. Mm. That is so that nasty. Right. Yep. But then you know, like he can he can limp on it pretty effectively. Well. Again, that. my point still, <laughs> yes, you're, you're making my point for me again. It's like, um, you are highly mobile for a man whose <laughs> bloodied stump of a bone shard was just sticking out of his leg like, that now is in water, in water, yeah. carrying a dog. <laughs> like he's like yeah. he's like no 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 it's a, this so movie wound. sucks <laughs> it's so unrealistic it's uh, so yes it is like they would they would be toast in in real in well, real scenarios you know, they would they would absolutely you gotta fight Reed you gotta fight uh, Apex Predator all Apex day. Predator all day um <laughs> the underwater shot of all the murky water and debris that's just nasty See, that's the thing. One of the most unbelievable things for me, you talk about like crawling around in dirt and everything. So I am capable very clumsily of swimming. What I am not capable of doing, sometimes even with goggles, it's a psychological (laughs) thing, is opening my eyes underwater. And then you layer onto that that this is murky swamp water with like muck and poop and whatever else has been like floating around. around You just conjured for me the funniest image. Was it Frank? There's there's this old SNL bit that I think is Steve Martin and another guy in the pool doing this like synchronized swimming routine. Is this ringing a bell for you at all? It's not. See, I didn't I didn't watch much Saturday well, Night Live. But I've seen is, like the iconic classics, fan, but you know? I mean, this is like I am a Steven. Come on, Reed. Yeah, I don't know why iconic. I haven't seen it. It's like seventies no. era. Anyway, you okay. picturing you I the way you were describing cool, yourself, but... picturing you trying sure. to swim was contrary <laughs> for <laughs> okay. me. Like the mermaid, darling mermaids. Oh. Um uh, let's see. Oh, you mentioned the convenience store attack. That is rough. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That girl in the canoe. How many gators were dealing at at that point? Gets mm-hmm. got. 
Oh, she gets Marv got. gets got. Stan gets got. Did you catch? That was an interesting Stanley. Note. Yeah. For, I did. Forget it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I it's Stan. Excelsior. And, and in fact, the other one's name is Marv, which I'm pretty sure is a Marv Wolfman reference, who is a comic creator from the 80s. Oh, um, I was thinking it was just Marvel. Or that. Sure. Pick one. No. Um, sure. One of them. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Riri, them spiders fall all over her face. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Worst uh, part of the movie. Uh, Worst part of the movie. I was just like, I was just like, give me the gators. Give me the gators. Get these spiders off my face. Oh my I God. Mean, I can't. I can't even. Do you mm. watch a movie like this and you're like, what would I do? If you were ever in, like, if you were confronted with a big friggin' gator, you're like, I, I'm dead. I don't know. There's nothing. I just, no, I something to do. Leap into the mouth. Embrace, like, I mean, like, <laughs> embrace just, oblivion. Just like, <laughs> been, been fun, y'all. <laughs> Make it quick, please. Make it quick. <laughs> hug, hug that gator. Lord oh of mercy. Gosh. <laughs> that might actually be a way to do it. <laughs> just hug it. Get on the underside. Just hold on tight. Just, oh, that's right. It can't get at you. Yeah, but you're going to drown after a while. Um, hmm. After a while, crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. Oh. Um oh, this is fun. I do love so Pete and Wayne, you referenced him. Yes. 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 It's like old Matthew Cuthbert in misery. You're like, all right. Someone's oh might actually absolutely. might actually you know yield some effectiveness here. Hey, hey Wayne's here. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, Wayne. <laughs> Hi, Wayne. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so pete gets eviscerated i mean oh, he gets no. just rent by like four or five of them <laughs> what but this is but this is the thing do you remember when we were talking about ash versus evil dead and we had commented about how if you're one of our heroes the deadites might be able to cause you some discomfort. Sure. If you are yes. not one of our heroes, they will be able to do things with your body. They'll be able to just like send you through some. You psychic forgot your plot armor just, at home. <laughs> right. Exactly. You should have exactly. put that on before you left the house. And I feel that way about these. It's like the one, the one alligator like bites her arm. And, and don't don't get me wrong. I mentioned it as like one of the most amazing moments of the film, really cool moments of the film. But th this one alligator bites her arm, and then she's able to just like fire multiple shots yeah. at it. Poor poor Wayne and Pete, man. Like they don't know. Now I will say this: Wayne getting got from that side shot is pretty awesome. Oh, I mean, it's, it's know, all, yeah, terrible oh, for Wayne. Great. But. Again, great jump scare. Absolutely. Well, because Absolutely. you're expecting it with the over-the-shoulder shot. When it's down, yes. looking down into the yes. chasm, mm -hmm. you're waiting for, you know, the gator. And then it cuts <laughs> to a side shot. You're like, oh, he's safe. Oh, my God, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Did you ever see? You know what it reminded mm, me of? Did you ever see me. Deep Blue Sea? Did you ever see Deep Blue no, Sea? No, but you're referring to the Sam Jackson kill. Yes, it's 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 been around long enough that it's not too 
terrible of a spoiler that like Samuel L. Jackson, who is in the story of Deep Blue Sea, has been like a, a survivor and he's survived a couple of natural disasters before. And so he's standing there and he is giving this big hero speech. He's like, we're going to bind together. We're going to do this. You know, what you need to do is you need to listen to me and you need to take care of this. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to get this thing. And then as he's like at the height of his speech, a shark leaps up and just grabs him and he's done. He's out of the movie then. Like Gone. that's it. And so yeah, so Wayne's death reminded me of, huh. of that yeah. kind of moment. So Um So Pete gets just rent and then <laughs> Wayne gets got then is when Haley stumbles into the nest. That was pretty wicked. Oh yeah. That was wicked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because you're like that um, little baby gator. But you're like, uh uh-uh. uh Mm-mm. No, 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 no. See you later. So, um, there was a. I I love as a scare. I love like the helicopter outside the house, mm-hmm. and then she's before they're up on the roof. Mm-hmm. She's flashing that flare, the one that she eventually catches in the middle of a you know cyclonic death roll. But she's flashing the the flare up there, and then the like you only have half a second to register that the gator is in the shot before it crashes through the window at her. And that was, that was a really, I almost leapt off the couch. Is that like, wait, which part she's inside the house. Uh So Barry, Barry peppers lost his arm. She's already (laughs) trapped the other one in the, in the shower, you know? And so, and, and so, and so then she's in, they see that they see that there's a helicopter cycling. And so then or do they see that there's a helicopter? Something prompts her to go and try to fire a flare from inside the house right. and try to catch. I thought it was because there was a helicopter, but now I'm losing confidence that that's what's actually happening outside. But but she's trying to catch someone's attention mm-hmm. with this flare. And then through the window, because the water has risen right. to where it's consumed at least like 60% of the room. But through the window, you literally see the gator about half a second before it crashes through the window at her. And it's well, I mean, harrowing. You're, you're, yes, yes, and uh, you're, yes. you're leapfrogging all this aquatic creature talk. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you're leapfrogging a couple of significant ones here. I mean, bubbles, bubbles, Reed. That's, bubbles. Yeah, when she swims at pat out of the nest. And she's going yeah. up the, the tunnel and she comes out. Yes, I remember. And there's one mm-hmm. on the surface above her and her breath. I remember that. Yes. She exhales underwater, or not exhales, but, you know, that's has right. air bubbles. Yes. I mean, one mm-hmm. of them, that's just a really great, you know, horror movie moment. Just watching these right, bubbles rise to mm-hmm. the surface and they just boop, boop, boop on the mm-hmm. alligator's mm-hmm. little tummy. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's when she goes for the um, turn. Is that when she goes? No, that's not when she goes. I don't remember what she does. Right no. there. Well, she swims away from it, and I think barely makes it back into. Swim I away. If she goes back into. The, I forget if she gets back into the tunnel or something, but she she gets away yeah. from it, but very barely. <laughs> like yeah. Uh, very barely. Um, I mean, the eye of the hurricane moment. That's great. Oh, that is wonderful. Yeah, that's a great. That's a great shot. Uh, that's the what are you apex predator all day? Um. Yes. You you referenced it. You just glanced off the fact that Barry Pepper loses his arm. My man, <laughs> my man, like saves Sugar the dog. Sweet guy. Yeah, yeah. That's a gr- that's a highly effective moment because you're just not oh, even absolutely. thinking about it. And you know they're in frame. He's waving the flare, and he's like, 
Batman. And the alligator from behind just chomps his arm and just <laughs> yanks it right off. He can be fine though. Like like he he kind of he kind of like he's you know, gonna be the Winter Soldier. He, I mean, honestly, yeah, he will be. Dude, that man still carries sugar up on the roof. <laughs> he gets up onto the roof. Man got a broken leg, bone hanging out the front. <laughs> he got one arm. <laughs> now he's he's one using arm. his teeth. He's still carrying, grabbing that still gutter, just, just flipping up over onto the roof. Lord have mercy, still gets up on that roof. That's a that man. That's a tough guy right there. That's right. I would I would be gone. I would be long gone multiple times in this film. Embrace oblivion to see the light. Like, what if you remade this movie, but it's with actual human responses, you know, not like survival character human response, like oh oh, oh you know, it's just but the character still survives, but it's it's just right. complete mess, you know. Well, because it, it's, it's not all only just, just the happenstance. Physi- it's not intentional right. whatsoever they make it. It's just accidental sure. survival. Right. It was like when he loses his arm. I mean, like you you would be, <laughs> you and I would be like, that would be the moment where mental shock would kick in. We'd be like, the buoy by the end. Be We'd have no limbs left. <laughs> oh, and yes. we'd just be floating out. <laughs> <laughs> on the top head, of the water. <laughs> head bopping up flare, my hat just a flare like in my teeth <laughs> <laughs> yes down here indeed, indeed. yeah 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 that's uh, us um, but then that, what the last thing the well the last thing that i had was just that you know referencing that old gator death roll but it's got to be the you know man saves little... sugar but can't save his own arm right <laughs> 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 and then yeah the the death roll is like a that's no. rough that's rough so what did you what did you have for for theme on this movie? well sometimes it feels like when you ask me that it's because you've got this like alligator's nest worth of <laughs> stuff you're waiting to hatch <laughs> on me while i'm just like floating around down here <laughs> no i have something it is me it is me <laughs> It is just me deferring. That is all it is. It is not it is not a trap. It is just me deferring. Um I mean, just some lines I wrote down. I mean, I think that it's pretty harrowing or not harrowing, but just real tragic. You know, she thinks the parents split up because of her, uh, because of the time right. the dad spent with her. I, I will say this, I, I didn't mention this because it's not just a single moment, but I think they do really well by the, these two characters' relationship in this film. I mean, they just really, I agree. I agree. you know, he, I love that he kind of owns his errors as yes. a husband. Mm-hmm. I, I did write down thematically the line, I don't think I deserve one, referencing a second chance. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they th- talk about the, the I don't mean no, to jog, I'm just yes handing you about the, the uh, when they talk about the house and why he didn't sign the papers and everything. Like, it's just really. Remind me. You know, it. Uh, well, it's basically like he just couldn't let it go. Oh. You know, like he he couldn't he couldn't move on. You know, it's not some deep, rich, you know, thematic sure. thing, but it's just a really tender moment in the midst of all this sort of chaos. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it, I I'm I'm yes ending that they do really well by these characters' relationships. This, I agree because they're they're of cut from the same genre cloth. Um, is much an echo of Arshella's conversation, but his line, we may be stubborn, but we don't give up, uh, really sung out to me. And it's funny, mm-hmm. I was really thinking about this today. I don't, you know, as mentioned, have a, a, a massive sort of idea to unpack. Um, but when I find myself there and not knowing what is going to reveal itself in the course of our conversation, I, I will often think about like the title 
of the film or whatever and kind of how that plays in and and there's something really interesting that happens uh cutting to the chase um the the sort of life maxim you have to crawl before you can walk kept coming to me and right, right. there's something really interesting that happens in terms of just the body language of this film which is when she is initiating her investigation of him like literally going to find him she's she's she is low she's physically low uh right. from a posture standpoint she is what's the word i'm looking for prone you know she's prostate not that's no that's, a, that's an nope. organ prostrate yes, yes. <laughs> is what i was waiting for <laughs> prostate i did not mean to set you up for a organ. trap but i did uh was that's what i was trying not to say but i was trying to find the right one uh so kudos yes. on you there so prostrate yes. is yes. the right word she is prostrate so she is she is low to the ground she is slinking through mud and 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 grossness and whereas at the end of the film she is standing she is elevated she is high uh, right, uh, signaling right. a thing. And and so I don't have a ton to tie that together, but was just thinking about that idea. And, and maybe our shallows conversation prepped me for, but there was something that spoke to me in this film about her capacity as a swimmer. However, maybe silly that is as a, as a plot device. I mean, um, right. Right. Her capacity to handle the situation she was in, uh, yeah, and, right. and what we might can discuss here, but take away out there of that idea, which is how, are, how do we, how do we discipline ourselves so that mm. when you are to use our shallows conversation in those shallows, uh, in this case, faced with, oppression and and threat how do we discipline ourselves in order to be able to nimbly deal with that threat anyway i, I don't right, have a ton right. to unpack related to that but these are the things i was thinking about in relation to the film well and can i Please? and can i can i mirror something because you, you're talking about the threat i love so much i mean, I, I think you're on to <laughs> okay. something because I, I really wondered <laughs> i really wondered why it was called crawl and I don't know necessarily that the film has the kinds of things on its mind that you just unpacked, but I really do love the connection of crawl before you walk and rock, walk before you run, et cetera. Um, and, and talking about how we have to, you know, press through and pace ourselves, but make this sort of steady progress to meet this threat. What I had written down was about the threat itself, because what I found interesting is that there are, aside from the personal internal struggles that they're working on in their relationship there are three primary threats the first threat is the storm itself the climate around them and yes i'm using that word very deliberately the the climate around them is the threat secondarily to that because of that climate around them the house they're in is rising with water and there's a, a flood nature to what they're having to combat, directly related to the storm that is swirling around them. And then, uh, you, can, you know, it, it is literally impossible to crawl through a flood. You have to find elevation. You have to find a way to, to rise above um, or else you'll be overwhelmed and overcome and you will drown in the muck of this flood. And then the third 
the gimmick of the film, if there is one, I think it's far more, it's far better than a gimmick, but is then you have the predators in the flood. You have the storm itself, the climate around you. You have the flood, the rising barrage of overwhelming things you have to press against and navigate. And then in the midst of that, you then have predators. You have monsters. They're, they're natural ones in this film. They're gators, but you have that. And so something that I was scratching at, and I'll tie it back to what you were unpacking in just a second, and maybe we don't have to talk extensively about this, but in this, I mean, in this particular season that we're in, and then at the culmination of this year that we're in, it feels very much like we're being asked not just to weather the storm, as it were, not just to make it through the pandemic, but also to navigate effectively the rising and overwhelming tide of this heap of troubles, economic troubles, emotional troubles, mental troubles, uh, physical ones in general, like, like actually rising above those. In addition to that, it then also feels at times like there are people and things surrounding us that are trying to, as an opportunist, take advantage of this situation and feed off of the sort of uh, cast down nature of everybody else to do what they can to feed off of the position of others for their own gain. And so being, and so if anything sort of said to me, and now I'll pivot back to what you talked about, about crawling is that if anything sort of spoke out to me about this film is just the oppressive nature of the variety of threats that it's not just, oh, we're stuck by our own foolish choices and now there's these gators and we have to, you know, it's like, and again, in contrast to something like The Shallows where she didn't know there was going to be a big shark in the water, but it's her choice to be there. Otherwise, right. nothing forced her into this. She stepped into it. This is very much like, oh my God, we have to navigate. And she even, Haley is even uh, venturing out into the house to for the sake of rescue to try to- sure. To try to help somebody else, you know, and so that's what she's, that's what brought her into the thick of this. They're having to survive the hurricane. They're having to survive against the flood. And then in the midst of that, then they have these gators. And it, it resonated perhaps largely because I'm watching this again in 2020 and not watching it again in 2019 when all of these things weren't going on. Um, but just that sort of stuck to me and your notion of a word of, advice a word of impulse a word just just a word spoken into the situation you know what in the world god what in the world do we do amidst all of this what do we do with the pandemic what do we do with the how do we how do we navigate isolation how do we navigate loneliness and depression how do we navigate economic hardship and how do we navigate all this stuff and the word in the middle of that maybe crawl just a piece at a time Recognize where you are and what you're doing and what you are capable of in this moment and what you're not capable of in this moment. And, and in that place, maybe you can find progressive elevation to be able to crawl, bleeding into a walk, bleeding into a run, or in her case, very specifically in the context of the film, a swim that then, you know, finds you that place to where you will make it through this. You will survive. We jokingly referenced it earlier, but against just unimaginable odds. And uh, and that, I don't know. It's, uh, again, I don't have some big profound bumper sticker myself, but 
you know, thinking of thinking of the times we're in and the times they found themselves in in this in this particular story and, uh, well, and how they navigated through it. And and maybe saying. subconsciously to me until now it's it's surfacing. Mm, water, mm-hmm. it's a water reference. Water, water illusion. I, I caught that reference. Um, understood that reference. I understood that reference. <laughs> um, maybe why it pinged for me the value of Barry Pepper's survival is is that you aren't going to reach that elevation alone. Like you're not mm, right. And and you know we love. We do love our triumphalism, our exceptionalism, our victorious lone soldier, whatever, you know, whatever sort of imagery you want, this lone warrior idea against all odds, the single person surviving, but it's, that's a fantasy and that's a fairy tale that, that will Mm. get to those, the, the, the beaches of wholeness by ourselves. Right. And, and so right. I think I do love that, you know, it doesn't, it can't be thrown in the bucket of threat like what you described, but so too is this relational conflict. You know, there's, there's the physical, there's the climate oppressing them. There's the, the, the subsequent waters rising that threaten them. There's the alligators, which are morally neutral, like, you know, right. I they're mean, just, you can be mad yeah. at them, but they're just kind of doing what they do. Um, Correct. Yeah. But then also, it's not malicious. It's just right. instinct. You're just there, yes. man. Mm-hmm. And you tasty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, we made it so long. Um, but then on top of that is the relational threat is a wrong a strong word but the, the relational conflict you know she right even in seeking him out has beef with him you know yes has issues yes directed at him and and so i do think there's something powerful to me very hopeful very optimistic very right and and appropriate not hopeful in a hokey um it in that cute kind of way but right in a yeah this is how we get through is correct you're gonna right. get right you're going to get chomped and you're going to be have limbs rent from you, but together we're going to do it. And you know, maybe, maybe goodness gracious, these things are just so dumb. Sometimes how much they stare you in the face at the end of this year that has felt like crap, like crawling through sewage and, and and dust and muck and spiders and just all sorts of nasty it is not one person that's going to be striding atop the rubble when it's over. Uh, right, because if it's course. not together, it's, it's, it's not at all because it's not right. worth it. Yeah. Otherwise. Yeah. Um, no, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. There know. was something I had shared this on tangential to this recording. By the time this episode releases, it would have been a couple of weeks ago now, but I shared something on my, you know, one of my social media meanderings where I, I had said, of you know, basically that I've been thinking about and listeners are going to know where my head is at specifically, you know, the contrast that I'm drawing, but thinking about the term greatness and the idea of greatness, you know, and even in the context of, you know, this film, you have the idea of this like apex predator, like you are, you are the the one, but I've been thinking a lot about that 
lately for obvious reasons and the way that we demand greatness on the heels of uh, we define it as accomplishment and success and we define it as something that we can do our ability or our capacity and what's fascinating to me is what was specifically sort of pinging me is when Jesus in the scriptures would heal the sick or he would perform a miracle and then the, his disciples would be sort of marveled at that and he would say greater things than these will you do you know like you're you're going to do even greater things than these and what struck me about it is that i still think they and we would look at that and hear greatness and we just keep waiting for the next big miracle oh well then i'm i'm just going to be the superhuman. I'm going to be the one that's, the, you know, greatness in our eyes is, oh, man, we're going to do even greater things than what we saw him do. So I'm going to heal even more people, and I'm going to do even more spectacular things, and I'm going to do even more profound and lauded things because what we think is that greatness means glory. And we think that that means, you know, oh, like you said, that the lone gunman kind of thing, like, I am great. I can be great, and I will be great. And what if... In point of fact, when he was saying, you'll do even greater things than these, if in the eyes of eternity, greatness is not standing tall, but crawling and washing feet, right? what if greatness is, is your capacity to serve and that the greater things you will do is serve in even greater capacities and meet even more profound needs and, and humble yourself to an even greater degree to which you, you serve other people in that way and that if greatness is not standing but crawling and that it would be this, this kind of humble thing where he said, you know, the greatest among you would be your servant you know that that is that is the eyes of eternity and that when we look at it uh we we keep waiting for the next big thing like those who seek the living among the dead like we just keep uh chasing the the empire and we keep chasing the the fickle rising of historical significance well and when you're it, you're go ahead read you watch the, watch <laughs> the clock read no, um, <laughs> you're making me think of a couple things, but one is our uh, alien covenant conversation about the word perfect and yes. words and, and their <clears throat> this this pendulum or this this these poles that words and their meanings have and the shifting fluidity of those meanings. And, you know, I would I would even push further into this and say the greatness Jesus is referring to there is a, a getting low. It is a lowness. It is a closeness to not right. just the literal ground, but those who are closest to the ground that only in mm. that and in it, grabbing those who are hobbled by life and by morally neutral incidents. Can we then arise into some form of, you know, stature, if you will, yeah, um, right. you know, I, I, I worry, uh, I am concerned over the way, the ways, you know, you, you, you did it. Okay. This is your fault, but <laughs> that word greatness and it's, it's loaded connotations of these last years that are, uh, just, 
nothing nothing of the sort um and and how i I won't follow this far but remember okay so remember on covenant i was talking about feeling silenced feeling like the words are being perverted are being are being taken and 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 unmade and right and and abominable abomin abominized made into an abomination um right I saw some stupid video. I didn't click on. I didn't go dig too deeply into it. Um, but it was. It was. This is Nathan talking, not Reed, not the fear of God. This is Nathan. It was this super right leaning, you know, kind of kind of uh, uh, infographic video about why when people say, "Well, Jesus was a socialist" or whatever, I'm 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 touching the lightning rod but then I'm going to pull away here. I'm just describing the thing. Right. Uh, right, When people say Jesus was a socialist, here's why they're wrong. And it like re, uh, reframes Mm. Jesus Mm. as some sort of like, you know, buttress to capitalism It's very troubling. Oh, wow. And this is where we just keep throwing him on the cross read because, There are these moments where, because you, you know, the word uh, end of the year, Merry Christmas. <laughs> the word Christian has all but lost much meaning, most meaning. Mm. That doesn't mean it's not salvageable. I don't mean that. I mean there, there's very little ground left to hold. But one thing that is there to hold is the man himself. Yeah. When you start reconfiguring that into a a support beam for economic expression you yeah, are right. you are hammering them nails hard yes and agree and that's deeply yeah. troubling and, and i don't I, I can i can you know let's steer back into the film because i've gotten way away but the the ultimate point i was trying to make is simply to your point you know it matters that the arc of this film is low until the end. Like it's not yes, right. Right. It's not low to be raised up. It's it's right. together. And, and, you know, I'll throw one more dumb imagery of the movie here. She gets elevated to call for help from higher elevation. The right. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, yeah. I'll so stop. I'm going to, well, and I'll end my thoughts on this because like, oh man, man, don't oh, man. do it. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Philippians chapter two, verse six, I'm just going to read it and I'm probably only going to say like a sentence or two about it and then be done. We hopefully, cause I know we've gone a little over, but this has been a lot of fun and I've enjoyed it. Um, Philippians chapter two, beginning at verse six, it says, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. 
And I'll come back to that in a second, but then, of course, the passage 9 through 11 finishes, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. It's a very, uh, feels like a very sort of Christmas-appropriate kind of passage. But the the thing that I keep thinking about is that starting point where it said he did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage and rather made himself nothing. And then, according to that passage of the Scripture, then it is God that exalts him mm. as a result of mm. that. And you talk about, you know, reaching out to higher elevation, that that's the thing is like in that passage, and I know like, again, the passage itself even says being in very nature God. I'm not getting into all the theological um, ramifications of that and, and, and unpacking that because we explore, we don't explain. I will say this, the passage expresses very plainly, like he did not consider equality with God something to be used to his advantage. And as a result of that, God exalted him because he humbled himself and then lowered himself. And as a result, uh, and and through this process and through a myriad of other things, then God exalted him. And I think so many times we try so hard to exalt ourselves when the scripture says elsewhere that everyone who exalts himself will be humbled and everyone who humbles himself will be exalted. And that if we are willing to bow and kneel and crawl, uh, not to the powers and principalities that oppress us, but rather to be down with those who are most low, that maybe we all may rise together, if we are able and willing to, to position ourselves in that place, then the, the, in the film, a helicopter, in the construct of the world around us, layer on whatever metaphorical image you need to, will then reach down and and raise us all up to this place like that's that's what we have to do she join she starts this film by getting going to the place where my best friend Nathan Rouse would not go for me and that is in the muck and mire under hey, the house now <laughs> I'm just kidding it was a jokey thing but in the muck in the mud under there to rescue and it's like that that is some greatness I can get behind like the greatness of 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 crawling where they are, the greatness of leaving the safe ninety nine to find the one who's lost, the greatness of sharing a cup of cold water. That's the that's the greatness that I deeply believe the kingdom is calling us to, not the greatness of opulence and empire and and glorious grandeur that is fickle and flawed and completely fades away with the passage of time in history. But instead, the greatness of saying, like, what if the greatness is how well we can meet the need and how willing we are to do so and to humble ourselves to do so? What if that's the greatness, what our, our willingness to crawl? And I know I'm leaning a lot on the title of the film and not the narrative of the film. I'll hang a lantern on it so listeners don't have to. But well, and, you yes. know, just to make a real uh, uh, Christmas movie out of one that isn't, you know, what do, what do babies do read? They crawl. And how did they crawl? How, how yeah. did Jesus come to us first? So that's right. That's right. Gosh, <laughs> that's the thing. Is like that's the thing. Is like that they keep Merry Christmas. That's enough. So that's much. Merry <laughs> Christmas. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. We're done. We're done. We're over two Point hours made. here. Let's <laughs> quick, quick to the fog meter. All to the right. fog meter before the we wrap up. Fog meter again. is our very special metric. You know it by now. Uh, fear and God. How scary? How substantive? I will start. Crawl is scary. I'm going to give crawl. <laughs> I'm going to give it an eight because I'm feeling generous mm. and it made me right, jump then. multiple times. 
Dude, for pure, for pure, so for pure jump factor alone, this is an easy like seven or eight. Like, honestly, like, and I will say that, like, you know, nightmarish feelings are probably not going to haunt you after the film, you know, it, it's in the credits roll. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'll join you in your eight. Thank you. Because, like, for the for the freaking jump scares alone, they are terribly, terribly effective. Um, now, for the God Meter, I think you and I have latched onto a couple of things that, that as we tend to do, these just fire off things in our brain that we are already reflecting on in life and status. And I do not feel, unlike, you know, I'm not purposefully sort of pitting this against the shallows, but whereas I feel like shallows might have had a few things on its mind, I think crawl does really well by its relationships at, at its core. I don't think it is intended to be a very thought provoking kind of film uh, that haven't been said. Some interesting things kind of rise up when you begin to press on the metaphors a little bit. Uh, so I'll split the difference and give it a five. Hmm. 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 Um, six. And scene. Um, <laughs> so, that, so that means we give, I'm going to round it up because I like, I'm generous. It's Christmas. I'm going to give it a gift. So um, that means that we give Crawl, directed by Alexander Aja, a seven out of 10 on the fog meter and uh, probably really right. easy. Yes, I feel that, right. that that's absolutely right. Um, and I think I know your answer, but do you recommend crawl? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yep. Loved it. Yes. I mean, I like, did during like the watching like Christmas it. night. I, I recommended it to my dad and I was like, Hey, crawl. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, I also highly recommend the film. I think, I, I think it's, it is a significantly easy film to recommend if you're just looking I for that kind of wanted, cause easy. I actually watched it cause I thought my wife could handle this. It's a little touches on the viscera a little bit, you know, like, oh, it's a little, okay. sure, sure, little sure, nasty sure. in a few places. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when I'm watching it thinking, <laughs> girl, you can watch this. That's pretty good. I recommend <laughs> it. Yeah, I'd watch it again. Yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah, I recommend it as well. It's a very easy recommend. Um, so that puts wow 2019 wow of hashtag 2020 we did it we did wow, it we didn't here. know if the calendar was gonna work but we we made it we made it I so mean, next calendar, week we didn't know if we were gonna survive that's a good point that's a good point so next week y'all if everything goes according to plan because as we are recording this these are plans and not in the can but next week we're gonna have our new year's eve staff party it's gonna be hopefully a lot of fun very different and we are gonna be covering as our featured coverage your uh, featured film. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it. It's gonna. It it was your number one because you know what else have we covered from 2020? So <laughs> we're going to cover your number one. Tune in to hear your top favorite horror films of 2020, and we're going to be talking about Lee One L's The Invisible Man, good starring sake. Elizabeth Moss. Uh, really good film. Everybody has probably seen it by now. Um, and so uh, watch that film again uh, and, and familiarize with it and join the party yeah. uh, as a listener for the New Year's Eve staff party. Nathan, thank you so much for thank having you, this conversation Reed. with me for a really fun Christmas episode. This was this just delighted my heart in so many ways. Um, and uh, thank you, listener, as always, for going on this journey with us. As we say on every episode, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, but not the end of the conversation. And in that spirit, we encourage you to fear nothing else and be on your way rejoicing. Merry, merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, Nathan, and we will see you all 
next week. And God bless us, everyone. See you next week. <laughs> Are you playing the flute like Harry? Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm actually thinking. I think that's the old Lang Syne. So yeah, I don't know that that's, that's right. next week. That's next week. <laughs> See you, everybody. All right. Bye. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, but not the end of the conversation. And you can continue the conversation in a variety of ways. You can start by visiting thefearofgodpodcast.com for all the latest news and episodes or for merchandise and to contact us directly. You can follow us on Twitter at The Fear of God, on Instagram at Fear of God Podcast, or join the Facebook Fear of God discussion group. Special thanks to Jacob Hunt of jacobhuntcomics.com for our artwork to Lee Wright, who helped me read Lackey write our theme music, and to Tyler Smith at MoreThanOneLesson.com for making our show possible. Lastly, be sure to subscribe to us on your podcast platform of choice, and if you listen to us through iTunes, we would greatly appreciate a rating and a review. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week.